recorded live in Golden Ox Studios. Welcome to another episode of Friday Late Show. This is a podcast about bombing because everyone does it. This episode is brought to you in part by DelightCafe.com. Calm and balance. Hemp CBD dietary supplement has all the natural properties without the high of feeling of THC. I use it all the time, so I'm so calm. And as you see me early without my CBD supplement, I put it in my coffee on some mornings. I've even mixed it with ketchup and ate fries with it. Uh, great feeling without the high of marijuana or THC. Go to delightcafe.com and also save 10% by entering the promo code BRUTON. B-R-U-T-O-N. My last name is the promo code. B-R-U-T-O-N for 10% off at delightcafe.com. Also, I'd like to give a big shout out to silentfortuneapparel.com. It's a new streetwear brand I've been rocking. Uh, They have sweatshirts and hoodies I wear a lot. And they have t-shirts available on the website, silentfortuneapparel.com. The brand is dope as hell. Uh, It stands for Silent Hustle and Quiet Grind. That's Silent Fortune. Uh, Also follow them on Instagram, Silent Fortune Mafia. And SilentFortuneApparel.com gave me a promo code. It's Bruton. It's B-R-U-T-O-N. Enter that for 10% off on your purchase. Let you check out. Uh, Rock that new sweatshirt. Even tag me in it if you want. Or also tag Silent Fortune Mafia on Instagram. Um, You know, check them out. And now enjoy the show. On this episode of Friday Late Show, uh, this is my unofficial work wife in comedy, uh, Mary Santora. Uh, I've been opening up for her probably for two years. Whenever she has like, a road gig and you know she's me as a feature, uh, we've been we've been in comedy together since we damn near started, maybe a year apart. Uh, she started in Toledo, Ohio, and she moved to Cleveland probably in her third year of comedy. Uh, we've been through a lot together as friends, and it was good to catch up and talk shit. Uh, you catch her on the Alan Cox show on WMMS uh, as a co-host with Bill Squire. Very funny comic, up and coming. If you haven't heard of her, you will soon. Uh, enjoy the show. All right, on this episode of Friday Night Late Show, we have a very good friend of mine, Mary Santora. Hi, guys. Hey, What's baby. Going? What's going on? Nothing much. Uh, Mary's a comic here based out of Ohio for the time being. She's also a co-host on the morning, not the morning show, the talk radio show. Afternoon show. Afternoon mm-hmm. show. That's a term. I didn't know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Drive time. Drive, yes. <laughs> Drive time radio here on iHeart Radio Station, WMMS 100.7? Yeah. Oh, look at that. No mm-hmm. paper in front the of The Alan Cox Show. The Alan Cox Show. We've been there for the last year, like intermittent. Mm-hmm. And then you now are officially a cast member. Yeah, yeah. I've been on and off since like uh, the middle of 2018. I've kind of been filling in. And mm-hmm. then um, everything became 100% official and good to go five days a week starting this year, January 6th. So, good shit. Yeah, it's good stuff. 
How you been, man? I, I'm I haven't good. seen you. We used to work together a lot. Yeah, well, I'm still. I haven't been getting a lot of those um, the gigs that we we go on these horrible, horrible road shows. I mean, they're I mean they weren't always that bad, but they're mm. no pay in a crappy hotel that we have to share. Um, but yes. I haven't taken a lot of those lately because I haven't been able to string anything together. And actually, being on the radio, it's hard to take a Wednesday night for a hundred bucks. You know what I mean? So it's like. Well, you're it's <laughs> that's what it is, but uh, you know, I take you. I like I like the way that we work together. So, um, but yeah, I've been I've been really good. My life has been really good. Like, and I I hate sounding braggy saying that, but no, I've got me. literally nothing to complain about. This episode, we can both talk our shit. It's so okay, because I can, right. I haven't done it either. I've been just like, man, your comedy's comedy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, <clears throat> sorry, I had an asthma attack earlier because the weather changed overnight. It was cold yesterday. Yeah, but it wasn't snowing and wet, so it was like That's dry. what does it? I don't think what? there's allergens in snow. No, but the pressure of the oxygen changes. Oh. So cold, where the cold oxygen is harder to breathe than this when it's warm. Okay. And this is really hot and humid, so it's dry. Like I said, perfect space in the spring where I'm God. Then, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like this is not a place you should live with that condition. Hey, man, I've been sizing it up. I got my bathroom getting fixed. <laughs> I, <laughs> you I got a roommate. Get out of here. No, I'm not going to sell it. I'm going to rent it out. Okay. Because there's no point in like giving it up. So that's the way if I do fall from grace and crash and burn some other city, I can just come home yeah. as opposed to come back and that'll find where I'm going to live and talk to my parents and move into a room. Where are you thinking about? Um, like Chicago or Philly. Chicago I've... only be because of the um, spirit-based. I got the mm-hmm. travel companion thing so I can just leave whenever. Yeah. So travel will be easier through the middle of the country. But yeah. I don't really, like Ohio's really good. That's great. So, because uh, name drop. When I worked with Roy Wood Jr. like four years ago, mm-hmm. um, he told me about the breakdown, the, the hour drive, like to where you can go to each, each club. Mm-hmm. That's when I started doing it. Yeah. Like, he's like, you know, two hours that way, two hours that way, two hours oh, yeah. that way, then four hours that way, four hours that way. Cleveland is six hours from pretty much anywhere you want to work. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you can get in your car and drive six. And then there's obviously places that are further out that you also want to work, but that's, you know, like you said, a spirit flight or whatever, a couple hundred bucks, and then you're across mm-hmm. the country in five hours. So yeah, I'm going to Vegas for 90. Nice. Good $90. For you. 45 there, 45 back. Hell yeah. Not taking anything with you. No carry oh, on. Just a bag and a laptop in it. There so I can make go. some money. Well, I can make some go. money out there twice. I can gamble and play poker. Yeah. And I can fucking just work. That's great. Good for you. Are you going out, out there for work. shows or just to hang out? Uh, Both. Okay. I'm cool. some open mic shit. Just see how I work with West Coast style. Uh-huh. Just see how those I people. I don't know if Vegas is a good... Um, a good indicator of West Coast style, to be honest with you. Oh no, it's, it's the lowest level. It's yeah. like they're just they want to be actors and they want to be famous versus funny and famous. Yeah. Like, so I'm just gonna try it out and I'll be in town. And I'm gonna make some money with my friends. Okay. Like he's gonna, my one of my boys gonna come with me. And we're gonna play poker and just fuck off for Tuesday, great. Thursday. Cheap I flights. haven't uh, been to Vegas yet. It's on my to do list. Uh, you going for? Would you go for a show or would you go for fun? Both. I would line it up so that I could have maybe a weekend or at least do something where I get. A showcase spot for fifty bucks, something to offset the price of the flight, even though it's cheap. If I can, pay, if my travel gets paid for, I feel a lot better about doing it. Mm. But um, that's one thing I do realize about the work, the work, road work. Travel is not always uh, that's your own thing. Oh no, that's what uh, I don't know. I don't know if you've heard that saying where they say you're not getting paid for the show, you're getting paid for the travel. Mm. Like you're getting paid one hundred and fifty dollars to be in your car for six hours. Like that's what it is because the show you'll get there will be fun. And it's only an hour of your time. So then it's like, well, shit, I just drove six hours to get here. Now what? Like, I'm here alone in this shithole hotel in Indiana. Like, you know mm. what I mean? So you're getting paid for the travel and the loneliness than you are the 
the actual show itself. Because mm. me and uh, another comic were talking about it. It's only like three of us that are on the road, really. Yeah. That, like, we're on the road with comedy clubs. There's other guys who are doing every show they can. But Yeah, but that's an important stage, too, oh, no, is yeah. doing every single show. I mean, you've got to take every show for a while. And I was actually just talking with somebody about this, how, like, doing those horrible... 30 minute cold opens at casinos. I was like, they're so important because that will tighten your shit up so fast. Mm-hmm. Like once, once you get home, like, cause you're, you're just trying to survive for those 30 minutes. You've got no opener. Everybody's drunk or they don't care or they're old. So you're just pulling out everything you can. And then when you get in front of a real audience, you're like, Oh wow. Like I'm actually way better than I thought I was. Yeah. So it's yeah. important to do it all, but there's not many people doing the road right now from mm-hmm. Cleveland at least. No, it's, it's a lot of factors. Like, Polk doesn't want to. I mean, why would you? He's got a pretty sweet sweat set up here. And he and I talked, um, and he was saying something about maybe doing like a little Ohio run at the Funny Bones and stuff like that. Like, just one night at each or trying to... Because there's, like you said, two hours from Toledo, Columbus, yeah, Dayton's I, three, since I he's three and a half. I was him about it. You know? I was asking him. I said I knew they were they do one-nighters with locals, and he has, especially now with the stuff he has going yes. on. Yes, Wednesday, Thursday, it. Sunday. There's no reason. Yeah. I hear so, you. But that's uh, inside baseball. Uh, bombing is the whole point of the podcast. Is, uh, the podcast is about bombing because everybody does it. Uh-huh. Um, and it's usually about some, because there hasn't been just one story where it's like, I bombed and this is what's going on. Right. It's always been like uh, bombing. And then like, I love to hear about your favorite bomb you witnessed. <sighs> that's tough. My favorite bomb, it doesn't, not me. Uh, you can do a lot. Like we can talk about each one. You can just, it's not like a, there's no minimal. I like it, and this is kind of, I don't know. I like it when the person on stage has a meltdown and, like, can't get out of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, if they're not doing well, and then they address how they're not doing well, and then they do worse, and then mm. they, like, and then they're, like, what the, the fuck down. do you guys want? You know what I mean? Like, they lose their shit. Like, that is, like, watching someone completely unravel is one where you sit back there and you feel it and you're like, oh, this is so... Like, I might not laugh out loud at something like that, but you feel it. Like, you feel it yeah. in your chest where you're like, oh, man, I have been there. That is the worst feeling on the planet. I like when it's a, a cocky comic who goes on stage and thinks he's about to kill it. Oh, yeah. And then he just gets a few laughs mm-hmm. and thinks he's doing good still. Yeah. It's like, no, the rest of the room is checked out. So if you're four friends... right. And that's it. And they're yeah. so like, and then I told like, hey man, the story sucks. Please. <laughs> that's my time already. Bail, yes. bail, bail, bail. <laughs> man, I have lit, I've lit so many shitty comics early. Well, you also, um, I mean, it's a, a great thing too, is that you give a lot of people their first couple times on stage. That's what uh, a great thing that you do that everyone should be really thankful for is that there's, I, I'm serious, is that there's a lot of people who you are, you're not going to say no because someone's inexperienced. You know what I mean? And that's not only helpful to the scene, but it's helpful to comics. So when you do things like that, you also have to watch those brand new comics. <laughs> like that's, mm-hmm. that's the trade-off is that you have to witness these first, second, third sets where they're just awful. They're just bad. They're some just them, so bad. Some of them have shown me promise. Every yeah. once in a while, I'll see somebody with promise. Like, um, I still remember the first time I saw uh, Jasmine Carter. Oh, yeah? On stage, yeah. She literally, like, took my intro of kind of roasting her mm-hmm. and made that into a joke Yeah, that set the room on fire. Yeah. And then she had a couple other, like, he he ha ha's that were just they were bigger because she already had them liking her. Yeah. Then she closed on a good 
like witty jokes she wrote. Good. And I was like, okay, she All got right. some promise. She gets it. Yeah. Usually when people can roll with the punches like that and they can kind of take a goof with the host or whatever, um, endearing yourself to the audience is so important. And I've had people ask that, like, what's what's more important, a, a good opener, a good closer, a good opener, 100%. Like, the quicker you can get that crowd on your side, the mm. better off you're going to be throughout your whole... You can leave on any big laugh. Or honestly, you can leave on any mediocre laugh. I, like, say, <laughs> I end it with, uh, shit, I think that's enough. Right. Y'all good? All right. <laughs> that's exactly that's the what it is. quota of the night. All right, well, that's my... Th- I've done that shit. People get caught up on like a huge, big closer that ends on a callback and applause break, which is wonderful. If you can do that and it ties in, that's fantastic. But it's way more important to get them on your side at the beginning. Yeah. Um, so when you see a young comic be able to do that, you're like, oh, hell yeah. Like, this is going to be great. Yeah, because everybody asks, how'd you get so cool with her? Her talent. She yeah, was she's actually good. better than everybody else. <laughs> she works. People who work listened. hard and have a little, yes, take she constructive did a lot criticism. Of shit I did, and she did a lot of things I did. I'm like, hey, you know what I do is this. And she started doing it, and she was loud about it, which I don't like doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm traveling to Toledo for some shit. I'm not talking about it. Mm-hmm. She's going to Toledo. It's from the car ride <laughs> to the turnpike to yeah. the venue to yeah, the green Yeah, but room. that's exciting. I do that. No, I mean, no, I'm, I I'm better about it now, but once you start doing it more often, it's not as... The, the glamour wears off. When you first start traveling for this, even if it's just an hour away to do some shitty open mic, like you're like, oh my God, I'm getting out of town. I'm on the road, you know? Um, so I get it. I think my, you know, I thought that was great what she was doing. Like yeah. I thought it was, I should have done that. Yeah. People see, like, I, I, my biggest problem is comics will talk to me as if I just booked the show they're on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, nigga, I just drove back here for this shit. Oh, Please yeah. don't fucking talk to me like this. <laughs> right. Then I got to go on stage for 20 minutes and be funny. Yeah. It's like, nigga, I do this. I'm tired. Like, right. Let's not do this anymore. Right. I hear you. Absolutely. But it's just, the scene here, it needs a lot of help. But In what ways? Um, structure and actual, uh, they don't have any aim. A lot of guys here just want to be on stage. They're not getting better doing the same shitty joke that hasn't worked. They're not making it better. They're just doing the joke mm-hmm. in front of their friends. Mm-hmm. It's like, why are we here? Like, you guys should not be in the way. I have noticed... Um, I don't go, and I know it's not a great thing, I don't go to open mics a lot. I wasn't home a lot last year. Um, I've been going to more this year, and uh, I have I was actually very surprised by the amount of people I saw doing jokes that they that are good jokes that I've seen them do at booked shows and get paid to do at an open mic. And I'm like, there's, uh, there's absolutely no reason for that. Like, <laughs> unless there's 70 people there for whatever reason, then you want to bring them in. But if it's like mostly comic show go up, I mean, that's where you need to be working on your new material. That's where you need to be bombing. You know what I mean? Like, those are the places where you go, you eat your whole dick, and you just listen to how the show goes. And you sometimes you just got to say it out loud and understand that this is the first time you're saying this joke, it's probably not going to be funny. You just need to hear it, you know? But then they got to push. Like, the thing that a lot of comics hear, they don't push themselves over the hump. They just get a they get a mediocre response from people, people laughing, and that's good enough for them. Mm-hmm. And they don't think that this joke will translate here. They just don't worry about translation. They just Why do it would they? I, don't, I, don't, I get what you're saying, <coughs> but you also can't hold people to a standard of something that they don't know. Yeah, but they this this my problem. They've been doing it for five years. These are not the first year guys. These yeah. are the three to five years who are now starting to chirp at us. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey man, you don't want these problems. Like, I've survived three generations of you. <laughs> I don't need another one, especially because I'm not staying in the same place. Right. So it's just it, the, the patience for that is like, hey man, you guys got to be better than we were because mm-hmm. we were better than the generation before us mm-hmm. when it came to speed because we had internet. Yeah. They didn't have internet. And they didn't have opportunity. We have shows that yeah. we can do. 
people you can get in contact with. It's easier yeah. to get out of town now than it ever has been, especially with people. I mean, people should use us. And I'm not inviting people to text and everything like that, but you should use uh, use the resources you have if you have questions or ask her. Hey, I saw you were in Cincinnati last week. Who can I get in contact with in that city or you know yes. things like that? But when's because, the last time you seen somebody do that? Um, I don't know. Besides asking you just to bring them. I was going to say, I've been asked quite a couple, but, but from people that I already work with and respect and I feel are ready. I wouldn't ever take somebody on the road with me that I didn't think was ready. That's not true. We had an argument one time. I didn't tell you. Well, I argument. told you you weren't ready? No, no, not an argument about me. No, you had brought somebody with you and I had teased you about it. Oh, I'm sure. That'll like, happen. I mean, I yeah. Like, so you, need, you need somebody to drive? <laughs> no, right, right. Your license cool. Your car cool? Is everything all right? You got a Man. DUI? What happened to you? Um, that, I, I know exactly which situation you're referring to. So sometimes you do fall into a desperate time, desperate oh, measures. Rob did it too. I'm like the, I was mad because I'm like, when I was fucked up, I just didn't go anywhere. I said, you bastards. I well, had no idea. It's just something where you're just like, I got to, like, the, I have eight hours to find somebody or I have to cancel my shit. And mm-hmm. then you're, I'm not going to miss out on the money and the work. So oh, you take whoever's available. Yeah, <laughs> That'll Rob, happen every Rob now and Ward then. Ward did that shit. We went to Alabama with a guy. Yeah. Because his car was having issues. Oh my God. He like, man, I know you was going to drive. I said, you think I wouldn't drive? Like my, the girlfriend at the time lived in Memphis. I'm like, yeah. I've drove that shit once a month. Yeah. For nothing. Like, right. I've had the wrong weeks a couple of times. I had to go down there and just be... Well, I guess I'm gonna beat my dick because uh, <laughs> right. the Reds are playing this week. This is gonna be fun, right? That's funny. <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, it's funny because comics, they all like now. I think it's a little slight difference because our generation, or whatever you want to call it, I call it a class. But our class, we kicked in right when the separation of improv and hilarities was solid. Mm-hmm. Like you know what this is. Yes, there's no. They were at Hilarities last year. Now they got the improv. It's no. It's nope. just, this is what we're doing. Yeah. This club is the white club. This club is the black club. Mm-hmm. Now make it work. Yeah. And now. Yeah. It's, um. I haven't worked the improv in four years. Was it, who was the last person? I think that's. I've only, <clears throat> excuse me. They have only ever worked me with white headliners. I worked there mm-hmm. one time. I've worked there four times. Once with, um. Brad Williams, mm-hmm. once with Owen Benjamin. So it was before Owen Benjamin went off his rocker. And then twice with Polk. Those are the only four times I've ever worked there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Damn, I thought you had at least one black hurt. No. They, huh. this, well, because I got in at the tail end of uh, the Lee. first book, Lee, the first booker. And so he was the one who passed me and then gave me um, my first weekend there. I want to say it was with Brad Williams. Mm. And then um, Craig brought me back once. And then I did two New Year's Eves two years in a row, 2015 and 2016. I did New Year's Eve there. And then that that was it. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's when everyone has these like Cleveland improv horror stories. I don't really have one. And I'm not mad about that oh, at no, all. Like I'm not. But um. <laughs> Older comics will say how important that room is to tighten you up because you want to talk about people's bomb stories. I mean, a lot of people who come through Cleveland, I mean, even just traveling comics like that is the hardest room I've ever worked. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they paid to be here. There's no reason this should be this difficult. Got, <laughs> like, uh, I'm doing it this uh, May. Okay. I'm featuring there. Yeah. First oh, good for you. With, uh, you know, my guy. Yeah. I'm not in a hurry. No, that'll be good, though. At least you have some name recognition across the city you know uh, like it's better for you than it is just a random coming off the street you know what i mean you're from then. cleveland so you're on their they're on your team already for that they're not though not me they are more so no my cleveland's different i'm not from the cleveland part i'm from the suburbs now I, I don't run from that okay so with like uh that's what I'm saying, the, the, the disconnect when it comes to me and crowds here mm-hmm. improv i'm i'm Suburb black. So okay. my, I'm Cosby black, Huxtable black. Well, yeah. So they think I'm 
Two-parent household. Two-parent household. I talk about college a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't really slow down for you. Yeah. I do jokes about new, like nuance of yeah. how girls treat me and the girls laugh because they like, I get it. That is funny that he feels that way when I do that to him. Yeah. And the guys is like, I don't know. Right. They don't really do emotional uh, intelligence in uh, <laughs> the in Cleveland Improv. Yeah. Then over at Hilarities, I'm just too black. I don't know if too black. If I do anything black, I get a conversation about it. If I say anything, like think about yes, um, last the Sunday show, I didn't do anything besides ask, why are you talking? Mm-hmm. He said, I want some tater tots. Is that on the menu? I don't know. Yeah. John, why are you being mad at him? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the whole rest of the show, I'm just going up there like, yep, what? I can't Stand say shit. quiet, yeah. I'm like, this side of the room needs some attention. Yeah. Like, can we please talk to them? Yeah. And they were like, oh, John's angry. No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. And I even explained racism to the Asian girl. Yeah. Because she's like, why are you so angry? I said, because of racism. You understand? Every time somebody asks you where you're from, they're not being concerned. They don't mean what city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she's I like, oh. I said, yeah. And uh, there was another girl who was behind her who was also Asian. And she's like, what the fuck? She don't get that? I said, relax. There's <laughs> not a space for that. This is microaggressions. They don't understand because they didn't say nigger. They're not racist. That's all they think. Oh, no. It's a, part of, it's a part of life, though. You don't. It's like when men think because they don't rape. They're good men. Right, 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 right. But they're still condescending. Mm-hmm. They still don't believe women are good as men in certain right. parts. Yeah. They still think little girls are term to call somebody. Yeah, they treat you like an object. I believe me. Yeah, I get so it it's all like, the time. So it's <laughs> like when you got to explain like, hey, man, that's not how you want to be treated anywhere, let alone a place that you're supposed to be in charge. Right. Or that you're working. Yeah. Yeah. It's it. like, what the fuck is this? Like, um, I'm not happy about this now. Right. So It's tough, dude. Uh, it's only tough if you take it that serious. I know that Cleveland's one city. Yeah, yeah. In the grand scheme of things, I mean, it's uh, got to be a little bit rougher because it's your home and your home mm-hmm. base and where you're at. And I'm not going to pretend to know what that's like, but. You do. Well, I, think, like, I had a conversation about with you, or not you, about you, but uh, not oh. with you, about you. Okay. Somebody <laughs> told me, oh, you trying to be too ambitious. I said, suck my dick. Mary did the shit last year. Nobody said anything. Oh, trying to be like traveling? Just everything. Like, I want, oh I'm trying to do God. everything. They're like, that. so a guy was like, you know, damn, don't you, don't you have enough? I said, no. No. Absolutely not. I, I said, nigga, enough. if I'm, I see Pressure Life, Mike has one show, I have three. Right. I got a uh, role work. I'm not on any press. Right. Like, who I got to talk to for Scene Magazine to be nominated for the best comic yet? Right. Like, Dude, for real. So I'm like, um, no, Don't I want listen it to anybody who says that kind of shit. That stuff drives me crazy when they're like, when are you going to be happy? I'm like, it's not about being happy. It's about this is what I do and this is what I love. And I'm going to oh. be the best I can at it and work the hardest that I can. I'm not going to just sit back and what be cool with having a f- two shows a week every now and then like no no I don't care like I don't you have enough that pisses me off oh, I laugh that makes me so, really mad I, like, I said Mary did the shit last year y'all were endorsing it suck my dick like oh I'm not God. fucking stopping for any I don't, don't even trust whoever that was oh, I no. want to know their name but now I no, don't no, we'll like, do it later no, no, no I know you're not going to do that because I want him to have to work hard and take names out either <laughs> go through and edit yeah, yeah you got to take out blankety blanks like, I know <laughs> right, right right I get it Um, no it's just it's funny to me how the city treats um Cause we're still a, we still have a major city pass, like we have two major clubs that mm-hmm. people travel to. Yeah, um, our crowds aren't really comedy lovers, but they are getting they're better. They're getting a lot better, man. Even in the couple of years that we've been doing it, I mean, the crowds are comedy savvy, and I think that that has to do a lot with things like Netflix and things like where they can consume more comedy on a regular mm-hmm. basis, not just twice a year when they decide to go out to a comedy club for something different. You know, um, so they're understanding just the basics of how a joke works. You know, it's not like the five main guys that are out working. That's yeah. all they're exposed to. Now yeah. they, they can see a lot of different types of stand up. 
you know, people have their opinions on whether or not Netflix uh, giving out specials to middle acts is helping or hurting. But I mean, I don't see how it hurts at all. But well, it a lot of people will be like, it's not special anymore. A lot of like the older guys who've been working twenty five years, who are very good, who work incredibly hard at their craft, who are. 50-year-old white dudes who are like, well, I'm never going to get a special, but I'm an incredible joke writer. And they are, and they've been killing it for 30 years, but they're not Netflix. They're not a 20-something attractive person or, in, you know, yeah, they don't fit into a certain stereotype. So. entertainment. Right. Like, but, that's um, what it comes down to. It's entertainment. Mm-hmm. After everything else, if I want to watch you do this shit on camera and not in a bar in a strip mall, then be attractive. Right, no, or be so, <laughs> or be so great at it that I don't yeah. see your face. I can't even. Like yeah, Chris it doesn't matter Rock what you're not a sexy like. man. Yeah, but he's gonna always get attention when he talks. Right, Chappelle. I don't think he's sexy, but I don't also think dudes are sexy. But I don't think he has it either. Like traditionally, yeah, they're yeah, not. Like if Bradley Cooper with, did comedy, I'm like, right. I get it, but he's also gonna be funny. Right, because what's his bad story? One time I made a girl come seven times. Right, it's like, <laughs> like me and my Oscar were just looking at each other, like, man, it's hard it being end, sexy. You know? yeah, it's like, God damn it. So. Those type of guys, I mean, like when Blake Griffin was trying to comedy, it's like, no, Blake, you're not going to be able to do this. I'm sorry. Like, it's <sighs> cool, but you're too, you have too much money. John Mayer did comedy for a little while. Yeah, even with Chappelle next He's to him, perfect. it's like, I love him. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, John Mayer got the way let John Stewart have his spot back. <laughs> right, right. Let right. them do this thing, and you just play the guitar in the background. Right. But yeah, it's like, I, I've seen guys get mad. Like, even our, even the black side, where, Guys who've been doing comedy for 20 plus, even 15 plus years are looking back at us like, well, that didn't work for me. It's like, well, yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. I'm not, not going to be apologetic to anybody who I pass or are now next to. You shouldn't ever be apologetic or feel guilty about success at all. Like if you're working hard, if you're doing what you need to do and you're putting in the time, you deserve what's coming to you. You deserve any accolades or um, anything, I think, you know? Mm, so it's weird though here like here it's a it's a lot of a social thing more than um talent in cleveland yeah it's way more like we started the clicks we were the first click yeah but that wasn't on purpose that was just like but that's how they took like our intent was one thing how trying to create space for people to perform and get better it wasn't like a a cool kids club which pisses me off that that's when you have a bunch of anti-social white guys who now feel slighted by three minorities? It's gonna make people three feel minorities smart. and a chick. <laughs> no, no, you were you were the minority. Oh, I was like Ramon and me were black and Hispanic, and then the girl. Yeah. Then you add Jimmy and Brian was like the core, mm-hmm. and it was like, okay. Well, Brian was not really around as much. Uh, Jimmy was a troll to everybody unless you were his friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you and me weren't really hanging out we were doing shows like you see us at a comedy thing but I'm not going to the bar with you right and then Ramon was just the hard guy to talk to yeah so I mean comedy is going to be clicky no matter what it just lends itself to that yeah but when you're the top click everybody can dislike you yeah so we triggered a lot of shit that I saw happening I'm like yo we gotta bring these guys in before they start rebelling and saying anti shit about us and it's now it's anti not anymore. I mean, no, we, we just banned. I was saying, we haven't been a thing in like two years. Yeah, <laughs> so now we're done. Like, but it's now you look at like, okay, so you have, it's going to be inside baseball, but you have your LVT crew, um, which has little subgroups. It's in open there. mic. Yeah. Show yeah, up, go up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then they treat that like it's the, the, the thing. Well, yeah. Then, they, then the guys who uh, will get a spot at Hilarities, 
and think now I'm on. It's like, no, you were there because nobody else in town. Yeah. Like you were there because <laughs> no one else phone rang. Like it was just like, oh, you're here. You want to go up and do eight minutes and not die? Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. They're not ready. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's but like, when are you ever going to be ready? You also can't be too hard on people because we were both given opportunities way before we were probably ready for them. True. You don't think that you ever Hell were given no. an I've opportunity my, before you no. were ready? No. So I don't fail. I prepare like a motherfucker. I was always on my, I was on funny stop before I even tried hilarities. Okay. I was doing the um the the little um Saturday night late show, eleven o'clock late yeah, show. Yeah, I did that I was, for six months before. Yeah, oh, that's six months. I was doing it for two years. I mean, I did it six months in a row, which probably oh, I, I probably shouldn't that. have. I was doing it every chance I got too. Yeah. Yeah, I was be there and just go up like because that's when Dan Brown was doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then I was doing improv. I wasn't posting it when I was doing. I'd do a one nighter here with Jake Annarino. That's the first time hey, I did. Hey, I one. worked with him too. We then, had a slow uh, week. I did a weekend with him in Cincinnati, which was cool. He lives was, in like Columbus or something like mm-hmm. that, yeah. So I'm, I'm working that. Did mm-hmm. him back to the my Monday every fucking week. And mm-hmm. then it's like doing a show at the West Side. I just did everything I could. So I was getting more reps of every crowd. Yeah, but I think that um, we also had a, a larger variety of shows like that where now it's kind of the same. We don't have a very big scene. We never have. Um, but there were different... I don't know. Why was no, it different? Big. It feels it like... It is big, but for the Westsiders, they think that comedy lives in Westside. It's like, no, it lives in Cleveland. Maybe that's what I mean, is that people keep going to the same four spots. Well, those you, people, yeah. Like, if, until you travel out... Like, when I when I started, I was doing Kent constantly. I was in Kent. I was just talking with somebody about this. I was in Kent every single Sunday and Monday. Sunday, I would go do the gyro, mm-hmm. and Monday, I would go do Stone Tavern mm-hmm. every single week. And that's an hour each way. You know, I mean, just to get and be in front of a younger, I mean, at that time I was only 23. So it was like, it was a college crowd, which is different than 30 somethings Mm -hmm. that are drunk in a bar in Lakewood, you know? Um, So yeah, it is important to do that, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. These comics now haven't. But is that on us? Is that on, nobody taught us how to do it? Exactly. There's no book for this. You either do it because you want to and you get your reps up, which the bombing happens. But you don't take it personal. Like, yeah. I go to Stone Tavern on Monday. Tuesday, come back to Cleveland, whatever might open, if they have one, if they don't. Redstone was then. Yeah, Redstone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wednesday was LVT. Mm-hmm. Thursday, we didn't have anything. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, didn't really have a mic. Thursday for a while was Saxonheim. That wasn't a mic. I wouldn't go there. I would. Because uh, Saxonheim had nobody that would matter to me as far as. A no, there crowd. was only comics. Yeah, like it would be comics and it would be like 40 and 50 year old white men by themselves. Yeah. Who, yeah. Don't, go, who don't go to comedy clubs either. They're just there for the food. They're there for the, like the hot dogs or whatever. Yeah, so they're there for that audience. I'm like, I'm not going to keep doing this room because it's not going to make me better. Mm-hmm. I would do a hood bar show every once in a while. Yeah. Which would teach you crowd control. I did a few of those. Where you just talk over them first. Where you gotta, that's, those are one of those shows where you're surviving, where you're like, mm-hmm. I have, even if it's only five minutes, you're like, these people really don't give a shit what I have to say. Mm-hmm. And I have to interest them somehow. Like, I gotta pull them in at some point, you know? Voice. I realized quickly my voice can do the Mufasa very fast. I can talk over a crowd and bring them down. Yeah. But I did that also fucking with high school kids, screaming at them yeah. in the gym. You learn quickly that you have to say the right thing or be loud enough with that one last word. Everybody stops for a minute and then you go to your shit. Yeah. But I mean, I did everything I could. So I hear comics talk about how they're ready. It's like, because you conquered this level, like, and you didn't really conquer it yet. It's five of your friends in there and then two people they brought with them. Don't be, don't do that yet. Don't say you should be here yet. 
Okay, but I think that that's something that comics just do. Everybody does that. Everybody thinks that they're ready for the next level. No, I do not believe that because I wasn't that way. Then that's an exception to the rule. You've never been sitting in a club where you're hosting and you watch a feature go up and you're like, that should be me. I feel like... Or uh, I'm better than that person or when the feature feature doesn't do well and you're like, well, what the fuck is this? No, because I'm doing 10 and it's really eight and he's doing 25. I'm from here. I have certain things I can get away with. I don't believe you for one second. That's I don't fine. believe that you've sat, you've been just been. I'm an athlete first thing. I'm a, co- I'm a coach and I'm a, I'm a student and shit. Like the Kobe system is real for me. I just always. I understand. Like, like, you talk to me. I talk about comics. I compete with the comics. Yeah. Like on a different level. Like I'm competing with Brian Kenny for a better story. I'm competing with you for like um, acceptance and accepting, um, recon- rec- being recognized. Compete with Bill for being a host of a show. Mm-hmm. I compete with everybody around me to do shit. Like I, I told Ramon I'm going to replace him. Yeah. Private conversation in my house. He was he was hanging out. We were talking. I said, so, you know, I, I, my whole point. Well, that's that's kind of the same thing as what you're saying. Like as far as um, I'm ready, it's it's kind of the same comp- competitive mentality where you watch someone else and you're like, okay, well, if that person can do it, and I know that I'm as funny as that person, I'm ready to do the same things that they're doing. Yeah, yeah. I feel that way. I feel that way. Was like I should be doing that too, but not more than them. Like I never, whenever I talk about comics getting something, it's like, damn, not I should more have or less. Yeah. yeah, okay. Like, even I get when somebody like say somebody's hosting for the first weekend, and I, I wasn't yet. I'm like, damn, what I got to do to get there? Because if I'm at the same level as them, mm-hmm. why am I getting skipped over? Yes. I have a I have we an talk about featuring that. at hilarities. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, if the funny bone will pay me, yeah. and they have harder rooms, mm-hmm. why is this happening over here? Why am I getting notes for shit here from this person while I've seen guys on stage do worse? Yeah, but and that's then, also your home club. Yeah, well, no, there's also their home club. There's no pass for them saying shit like, oh, well, um, you did, you said um, clap a little fast that's excessive so yeah. that's why I say yeah. shut the fuck up and I'm not caring I don't care anymore so right. I, I had that conversation with, I just do this I don't you're fine man I don't yeah. need dumb excuses well I was gonna say you get more criticism and you move up slower at wherever you start just because they've seen you and it's it's and that's just where it is everywhere anybody goes to their home club they, and it's if your home club's Denver not Comedy Works true. it's just slower no. it's a slower move up process you, because they've seen I you since I remember the weekend that you were brought up you didn't push for it you were brought up I'm sitting next to Michael Costa and Nick or eating dinner. The manager comes over and brings up you and says, you're ready to feature. He wants to give it a shot. That was the weekend. I even told you, I said, yeah, they're going to probably, probably move you up soon. Really? That'd be fun. Yeah. It's not that. Um, but that was after four years of already working there is what I'm the saying. The average person doesn't host. I mean, doesn't feature for 10 you got pushed because you were ready. Don't get me wrong, but you were looked at to move up. Even uh, guys underneath us who are featured or have been chances to feature at hilarities. Mm-hmm. It's the white male thing. I get it. I know what the club is, but don't talk to me about like, I'm not ready. Yeah. Just say I'm not for this or you don't want to try that. But I do middle America shit everywhere. Nashville is yeah. not segregated as much as Cleveland. Right. Cause they only got one club. That's true. So everybody's in this room and everybody's laughing. So don't tell me that the whites who complained about my crowd work show screaming I'm not black enough to me and me responding back to them saying, well, I would expect more acceptance from a lesbian. I'm not gay. <laughs> tell your face, haircut, and sweater that shit. Like, that's it. I, I do that shit. I don't call her out her name. I don't say shut the fuck up. Right. But it's like, don't try to villainize me here and then want me to be nice about it. So I, whenever I go to the hilarities, it's like, it's a little bit of tension because- There's a lot of bit of tension. Yeah, because it's like when I told you, yeah, dude said nigga on stage. Well, what was the context? You said I nobody. didn't say what no. was the context. No, I'm saying we're not gonna talk about that. The person, right? It's more like 
the fact that you said nobody would say that on the stage. I was there one day and I wrote it down on my phone. Yeah. I tell you the next time we're all hanging out, say, hey, yo, you by the way, blankety blank said nigga in the punchline. Yeah. Well, uh, what was the context? Funny. It was a joke, but he said it. Yeah. He didn't say kill them all. He didn't say hang those. No, he yeah. just said whatever. Cause I want to say the punchline yeah. everybody. But it's like, dude, why do you keep like, if you said, this is why I kind of brought this up to him too. If, you complain about sexual harassment or being uncomfortable, mm-hmm. they would fix the problem. Yeah. If Hopefully. I, they would. Yeah. But if I say, you know, hey man, can um, that, that be done? I don't think it's a big deal. It's, I, I, it's, I can't speak on it. I don't live the same life that you do. So no, I don't know you how have to. Your own, you have your own uh, issue, which I'm never going to try and say is equal or not equal or is a level. We're two different fights. Yeah. I don't worry about rape ever. Yeah, <laughs> that's you, that's how I operate most of my day. Is how do I not get raped today? I mean, <laughs> you know? I, like what, what can I do to prevent rooms. this? We sleep yeah. in the same rooms. Like, yeah, I'll I'll go to the bathroom down in the lobby. I just do <laughs> no, all my I, shit. I don't care about my friends, but like uh, travel plans, no, everything is is scheduled around. How do I make sure that I don't need to get gas at night? How do you know what I mean? Things like that that yeah. people don't think about. We're like, oh, just get it on the way. I'm like, no, I need to get up before I leave. And I need to make sure I don't get under half a tank because I have a seven hour drive and I don't want to run out. Because if I run out, I'm gonna die. And <laughs> like then you gotta go on stage with that same pressure of. <laughs> I didn't have to get here. Yeah. Not get pulled over. Yeah. Or not get, for me, it's getting pulled over randomly. Mm-hmm. And then for you, it's don't get cornered. Yeah. Don't <laughs> like, get picked off. Yeah. It's like, I got to get there safely. Right. Like, really? What you worried about? All men. Uh, anything. Yes. Any stranger that's Humans. a man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any guy, any, any car code, any car carrying member of penis town, I'm not really fucking with him. Right. So I was like, yes, but here is why it's like, yo, this city's not really ready for certain things. I like, see why people skip the city because if you only have those two, the extreme of hood black or removed white, that that comedy's in the middle of that. Well, that's why we was doing what we were doing was working Until, is because we gave people a place to kind of be that. But that got destroyed because of the... Which is why it's frustrating to me when people are like, it's so clicky. It's like, hey, we're trying to create mm-mm. a better scene. You well, know what you're I mean? just like a politician saying that. Like we're trying to get you guys to learn. Like you're trying to tell the citizens what they need, and they don't want to hear it. So like the white women of Cleveland had an issue with some comics mm-hmm. because it was trendy to not be bad at comics. Yeah. Like every comic wasn't a villain. Yeah. They weren't cleaning up house. Yeah. It was more so we want to be involved in the tears too. Mm-hmm. So this guy, he kind of was grabby with me one time. He made he hugged me at a bar, and I didn't want to hug him. Right. It's like, well, what? Well, I feel like I should be able to have a Me Too story. Here's my story. Yeah. It's like, well, yes, but this is not the same context. He's not Louis. Yeah. Please don't, please yeah. don't point him as the Louis of Cleveland. Yeah. It's like, well, this guy did this to me. Fuck. Okay. What do you do? I mean, I didn't really feel like it was a rape, but I mean, it was in the air. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't say that word right now. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. It's really tough because um, that that whole situation a few years back with multiple people, multiple friends that were close to me, and I had I, it put me in such a I'm gonna, I don't know why I'm making this about me. I apologize, but it was it was a very strange situation to be in as these guys are some of my best friends who I would literally trust with my life, and then now women who I've been in situations that I'm in- incredibly uncomfortable in and I've felt for them. I felt for both sides of it. And I'm like, as a woman, I'm pulled one way as a comic, I'm pulled another way. And it's very difficult to 
sort it out and kind of see, cause you can't tell someone that their feelings are invalid or wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, I would just ask questions and try to get to the bottom of things. And then when I realized when somebody's like, well, why I shouldn't have to, I shouldn't have to, when people remove their, right. their parts of my eye, man, look, I'm not, I can't talk to you. Right. I, I'm like, I don't know how I made it. Yeah. It's tough. Honest. It's a really tough situation to be in. That's a life bomb right there. <laughs> oh yeah. Like long as I just not have to deal with like, like it's me, women that were mad at me. I never had that type of anger. Mm-hmm. It's like he's ass, so he didn't call me back. Um, we didn't go where I thought we would. Like we didn't go to the next level. We just stopped. Yeah. Or he starts seeing up someone else. It was never. I didn't want to. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's a space that's hard to to talk about. It's like I asked one uh, woman, and she was a comedian. I asked, do you actually tell guys when they have these issues with you? It's like. I shouldn't have to. I said, what the fuck do you think he's doing with his life? He's not studying the book you wrote. There's yeah. no there's no biography of what to do with you sexually. It, but it does put you in a very uncomfortable situation because the problem is is that women were groomed for a very long time to um, uh, please men in a lot of different ways. I don't mean just sexually, but like stroke egos and you know, fragile male ego is a very real thing where it's like when you and see women. a man who's just, you don't, you don't want to make someone feel bad. You don't want to hurt them. You don't, you want to do those things. So when maybe you're in an uncomfortable situation, a lot of times it might just be easier because of the way you were raised. And it sounds so stupid. And a lot of people have said this, but it's like fairy tales. All that kind of stuff was about finding a man quantifies your life, getting a man and being with him is what makes you a woman. And that's what was pounded into our heads for a long time. Well, so when it's one of those things where it's like if it if this guy made me feel uncomfortable or whatever it was, it's easier for me just to walk away, remove myself, then bring it up and start a fight. I've heard some girls say they fuck the guy just because they don't want to have a fight with him later. Like they just like, yeah. you know what, fuck it. Let's it's so easier. We'll do this, and do this. then I never have to talk to you again. Mm-hmm. And then instead of instead of me making an issue about this, and then us fighting via text for two weeks, and you calling me a hundred mm-hmm. times, I'm gonna fuck you, and then I never have to talk to you again. It's it's such a sad reality, but a lot of women have felt that way. I mean. And men, and not to say we're equal, no. our cross to bear with women is sometimes you just pay for shit with your hard-earned money because she says you're supposed to. Nothing else she's done for you besides Yeah, but we can't, we cannot, we're not going to sit here and compare oh, no, no, paying no, for a I, date no, no, and the said, emotional damage told, of hundreds of years. I just told you quantifying is not, I'm not doing comparative <laughs> yeah. suffering. I'm saying that both sides have been told shit to accept from the other side. It's right. just, women have been more vocal about how they don't like it. It's like, well, we don't like it either, but fuck it. We don't care that much. Like, <laughs> there aren't as many women that are hurt as far as loud. There's a lot of loud ones. But every woman's not hurt from the same issue. Mm-hmm. Like there's other issues besides comedians and getting like their dick wet. Yeah. Like pay is still a problem and real sexual harassment in the workplace. Yeah. yeah. Those are different than the shit that Facebook's letting be heard. Yeah. Because a girl at her job can't be on Facebook cr- crying about it. Yeah. She got to go to HR and shut the fuck up for the next three months. Right. And then get told that. It wasn't that serious after yeah, all. Yeah, we're going to close the case on it because, you know, we, we looked into it. I'm like, you're looking at shit. Like, you yeah, know what I mean? A real, like, that's a real thing. I'm all for that. I'm all for like, yes, get that taken care of. Let's fix this problem here. Then talk about what I don't like this comic in the bar that we were all drinking at. He kind of gave me a hug longer than he was supposed to. Right. Come on, lady. Like, this, trying to fuck is not a crime. Thirst culture and rape culture, two different things. Thirst, thirst culture and rape culture. Okay. Thirst culture is what we all live in. Like, every man's been in thirst culture. That's how DMs got it. DMs got on Instagram. We didn't need them, but when the pictures got sexy, we had to tell them. Yeah. So we got to put this this inbox on your shit. Nobody. And what's funny it. is that DMs are inherently salacious. 
Like oh, when someone sends you a message on Instagram, it's inherently sexual, even if it's not. Do you know what I mean? Just hearing Instagram just is set up to seeing, fuck. Seeing a message in my Instagram DMs from a dude, I immediately assume it's going to be something, unless it's like a friend of mine, I immediately assume it's going to be something sexual yeah, or that they're trying to fuck that. or that they're trying to go out or whatever it is. It's uh, it's just so weird, you know, that, that that's a part of it. I was working with Takara Williams one weekend. Mm-hmm. She's uh, was on NBC's Bring the Funny. She's been on a bunch of Comedy Central shit. She's on the road. We work together. Um, I sent her a DM to send her the flyer for the next show. She didn't open it up till the next, like a week later. Because she didn't even want to open her DMs. Yeah, I have so many DMs that I'm like, I'm not even going in there. Like, I'm not even. I don't even care what you have to say to me. Like, because you just assume that that's what it's going to be. I went to a picture like, hey, check your DMs, and then she finally went in. She said, man, I don't even open these shits because I saw the image and I know who it was. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Like, I'm not opening a picture from somebody I don't Mm -hmm. know. She's like, I know what it was. She saw image and she see the name. She saw sent through image. Ah, nope. Yep. I'm like, I get it. That's I don't understand that uh, pressure. I do. I mean, I respect it, but I don't deal with it. Yeah. But also, I don't say it's not true. Right. I understand the pressure. Yeah. Because like, if you look at it, it's <laughs> as bad as you can say men are about it. We're getting tools to do it. Instagram before, you had to be out bold. You had to jump out there and say on the comments. In the comment section. <laughs> hard eyes. Hope she talks to me somehow. I can try and slide her my number and delete it. Then it became, <laughs> hey, y'all, save your families. Save your marriages. <laughs> DM that pretty girl. She going to put a picture up. Just DM her now. And now DMs is, yeah. And you can see if they seen it. Are you seen it? No response. Delete. Right. Anybody had me saying hello to you five hundred times. Right. People are crazy, dude. Well, it's it's just like it's it's like finding love with swipe life. Um, you're not gonna get it through typing. Those fucking sleeping Seattle nights, those you got mail type of situations don't exist anymore because we've all we all know about it. So the guys are not genuine. They're trying mm-hmm. to have this conversation with a girl. Like, oh my God, I don't want to fuck with you tonight. I just want to get to know you. Then she wants to fuck now. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, no, I was serious. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, it wasn't just a line that worked. Uh, yeah. I'm actually interested in you. A yeah. girl was like, so you don't want to do this? I said, if uh, my choices are sex tonight and maybe have to be talking to you for the next couple of days, like I have to because we had sex mm-hmm. or talk to you because I want to whenever we get there, I'd rather keep my pajama pants on. Yeah. It's like, really? I said, yeah, man, I can... I don't need to fuck tonight. Right. Like, I don't need sex right now. Yeah. It's like, so I'm going to call. I said, don't make this. See, now you try to change my words out of context. <laughs> like, right. It's not on my, it's not on my power, but if, I'd rather not, if my choices were to talk to you, that's where the joke came from. It's like, uh, I only got enough equity to give a girl dick or respect. Yes. It's like, well, I didn't say that. It was like, I made it quicker yeah. for the story, for the joke, but in yeah. real life, it's like, yeah. Well, that's what it is. Well, we were just talking about, um, in beforehand when it was like don't act like a hoe and you won't get treated like a hoe oh yeah like, but then it's like <laughs> just, I mean it's a funny joke oh, yeah, I don't of need people yeah. emailing me like man no. I should be able to dress like you know what I mean I don't need no, it's like, we, we didn't say dress we said act right yeah it wasn't about it was not it was gender specific it wasn't like no it, I, was, dress I like, said no, that was, to you yeah <laughs> So he has to make sure it's, it's qualified. So it's like, yeah, it's not if you dress like a hoe. No, no, no. If you act like a hoe. Now I try to tell you that it doesn't matter. Women don't care. Right. But not to say they're wrong because right. I can handle that. I don't have a pussy, so I don't really get entered. So sex for me is very <laughs> pressure free. Like, I don't, if I get some it's great a sex. way to say it. I don't get no, like, entered. Well, what you do when Jake was like, will you enter me? Oh, oh my you, you God. See, you see my text But like, messages. what are you, a drawing? Like, you I'm not going to enter text you. Girls have been, like, they, if I don't have sex for a while with them, they get caged. They start like trying to throw it at me. 
Well, you must be very good then. I don't think so. I think they're lonely and it's cold because I've just been, <laughs> I've been. Does withdrawing. this only happen in January or does this also happen in July? You, you've been around me long enough. <laughs> it's year round. I'm uh, I'm convenient, but no, I'm not because I'm I'm cutting back because I'm trying to back away and get involved in some shit. So it's like right. I don't need to be. So now, but that, before it's like, hey, you want to hang out later? Now it's becoming, hey, can I just suck your dick? It's like, whoa. I have never had a guy say that. I just want to go down on you. I don't want to. That's all. I'm like, oh, really? Weirdo. No, I've never. I've yeah. drunk text you that before. I'm fucking with you. I have actually. It was a joke. I think I told. I told. I think I told you to tell your sister. I said hi. Something stupid. Something a lot of dumb. people hit on my sisters. That's all that. It was like, hey man, look, if, if, if me and you gotta do this first, you can tell your sister how good I am. I'll do it if we have to. If that's if that's what it takes. Yeah. No. If it comes it's down to it, it man, we gotta fuck <laughs> to tell your sister. Let me get some of that. I mean, I'll do it just for the, the sake of the. You're an idiot. <laughs> But I just, I don't understand it, man. The scene is not fun if you stay too close to that level. Like, if you stay here too much and play with the dirt, they're going to fuck you up. And, like, the showcase of a movie everything, part of it? Everything about it is done so wrong that that's why I have so many but shows. who are you to say is wrong or right? Because uh, just because uh, it doesn't work for you. I can tell you, you why. Because I'm making it work. And the way they're doing it doesn't work for anybody. My work, my way has worked. Their way has never worked. So I am right. I don't like how you do it as like an us against them or a me no, against them. No, like well, like me, the way I do it, the way they do it. It makes it, it I, I don't know why it makes it so confrontational. Well, here's the part about life where some of us are losers and you don't ever win. Well, that's so, true. No, that's 100% so, true. So I'm not going to take my, the shit I figured out from fucking nine years mm-hmm. of grinding. Yeah. Like I didn't just do a show and do jokes. I learned how to run a show. You learn how to produce it. You learn how to host. How yeah. to book, mm-hmm. like what time to book. With stage, <laughs> good stages. Mm-hmm. Like even when Blue, um, not Blue, even when Brothers Lounge failed, it was still a great venue to try. Yeah. And they, even now, I see guys doing it now, and it's like, yeah. yes, we. I took it from uh, when Pharaoh did it, yeah. and Pharaoh had a good show. That room needs to have. Oh God, that's such a perfect room. Pharaoh did it great. Pharaoh, Mike Pharaoh did a perfect job with that room. Then mm-hmm. he stopped, but backed away from it. Me and Brian tried it. We did a horrible job at it. Right. And then John Hensler. And I think Kelly Moore are doing it now, and they're doing a good job. Yeah, they figured it out, and they, we fucked it up because yeah. we we're trying to do everything. We didn't. And plus, me and Brian really brainstorm on it. We yeah. just were like two guys. Let's do a show. Well, that was also a, an internal problem in the group that we had because it was like everybody needs to produce a show, and so you guys are like, okay, I guess that we need to produce the show. You know, like well, so I that Brian was, to have one because like, well, that was it. Yeah, everybody told, had to have their own yeah. show, which is not not everybody's a producer. I fucking hate producing shows. I'm just too type A about it. When it gets to that kind of stuff, I'm too much of a control freak, and if the slightest thing goes wrong, I freak out, and I don't like that. So pr- production is not a great spot for me. I can show up. I delegate to me. If I show up, I'm like, give me a job. I can do any job that you need me to do because I don't have the pressure of the whole show on me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I like the pressure. I don't. It's just not something I enjoy. I it feels great it. when it pays off and it's a great show. That feels great. But I physically can't handle the lead up, running the show, and then if it doesn't go well, I'm like, well, then what the fuck? Like, I've been working on this for three weeks. Like, I love when it I love a bad show when you can fix it. Like, if you can bring it back, yeah. No, but, no, like to look at it and see what was done wrong and then tell everybody, yeah, this was what happened. Yeah. Like after like Sunday, all that shit went wrong and I told everybody, yo, you did, did all you guys did this mm-hmm. when this should have been happening. Yeah. And I told you. Yeah. And you didn't listen. I was specifically told not to address that group and I was like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, because I'm going to do it right. <laughs> like, 
And that was so frustrating because, like, yo, I'm telling everybody, hey, man, it's a whole side of the room that came here yeah. for a show. And everybody kept them like, hey, man, don't ask me to come back here. Yeah. And I that's told two true. guys that, I'm like, hey, man, y'all love to try and get in here and you want to do it because you want to get in here. But I'm telling you, the show is not that. Yeah. So I don't really need you on the show if you're not going to do it. Right. So, and I make the club feel the same way. Yeah. Like, for a while when I wasn't be, when I wouldn't be there, somebody would dive into their material. Yes. And it's like, yeah, if I'm there, I'm busting your ass about it. Or to cut the mic. When I hear people start doing jokes, I'm like, to go up there and take the mic. Or, or you guys should have a mic in the back. I'm gonna have it. No, and I just told, be like, joke. Oh, we're like, you didn't everything. tell him. Oh, yeah. I'm, the show's going to be very hard February. Yeah. I'm having the wireless mic on me the whole time. Good. It's going to be, like, I'm not giving the whole, let's do this together shit. No, it's back to the, this is what John shows are like. <laughs> There's going to be a little bit of tension. Well, that's the thing, too, is that I think that you, when you, we've had that conversation where you're like, oh, angry black man, this, that, the other, that you are, you hold yourself to a very high standard. And you, like you said, you're an athlete. You work. You are not afraid of putting in what it takes to be great at what you do, which is fantastic. You feel you learn something. Right. But you also hold everyone else to that same standard, which is why you don't fuck with a lot of people. Because you realize these people work. These people are, are doing it because they know how to do it. Shout out to Jimmy Graham. <laughs> so, I love you, Jimmy. So my point is, is that I think that a lot of people take that as anger, being militant, being dismissive, Just being a dick. But it's, That's you're not necessarily being dismissive. You're saying, listen, if you're not going to help yourself, I'm not going to waste my time to help you. Yes. I, but I tell comics all the time. Like, I talk to so many comics about what they're doing. Like, yo, man, that's good. That's a good joke. Try to do it this way. Yep. I don't tell you what to do. Like, I've seen the other guy do it. When I told him I'm going to replace him. So yeah, I'm going to be you, but I'm going to be nicer. Yeah. And I haven't told him, like, I'll do some new shit. I tell him, hey, man, you weren't at this level. Mm-hmm. Like, you never were at this level. Yeah. And you had us. Yeah. I said, don't, you know, I fuck with you, but just know now that I'm going to start being the way I am. Like, I'm not yeah. going to be this nice, hey, man, if you want to do my show, feel free. No. Like, after January, I, t- I pulled people that were guys above me who I still love and care about. They came to the show. Yeah. And I want them to meet the new guys. Yeah. And some of the new guys are so cocky and arrogant and so self-absorbed. They didn't realize that, yo, that guy can help you out. But I think that everybody, well, okay, I can only speak for myself. But from go. what I've seen is that I definitely had an ego way too early. Yes, I, you did. I had a huge problem with that. Like, well, I didn't have a problem with it. I see now how big of a problem that was for me is that I started in an incredibly small scene where I was one of two girls. So I was put on every show immediately for diversity reasons. So I thought, oh, I get booked all the time. Like I can do 25. I was a year and a half in, you know what I mean? Because I was put into those situations because they had no one else. So then coming into it with like a moving back to Cleveland and being like, Oh, well, what the fuck? I'm not getting booked on anything. I'm better than everybody here. I did this, 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 and this, you know what I mean? So when I say everybody has an ego for a certain amount of time, I think that, in the first couple of years, you're so gung ho about it. You're so excited about it. And you are getting laughs in those open mics for other comics and your friends type of situations that you don't, you don't fathom that this isn't really how comedy is. Difference for me was I come from a club promotion background. Mm-hmm. So in college, me and my cousin threw parties. Right. And we used to go to, we, I used to love comedy. So, um, Oh nine, I saw Chappelle at the improv. Oh mm-hmm. nine, April. I remember the fucking weekend. Yeah. It was in the small, the first room. Low ceilings. He yeah. mur- he's this is off the record shit. He's saying like shit. He doesn't not in specials. The shit he knows he can't say on stage. Right, like, right, right. They record now, so no. Saw him in that. We used to go. Me and my cousin improv all the time. That's how I met Maranzio Vance. Uh, met him at a show first for Twitter. I knew of him on Twitter, but I followed him on Twitter because I saw him live already. 
Yeah. So just that type of, I was just going to comedy shows and I loved comedy. Yeah. We go to Blue Martini because it was a show in Warrensville by my house. Yeah. And we just go there to watch the shitty show. Mm-hmm. It was a shit show on Thursdays. Yeah. And it was ran by a girl who her boyfriend was designed flyers. That's all. She yeah. had she just could get flyers done for yeah. the show. <laughs> yeah. So I free help, promotion. Yeah. yeah. So I said I help her promote it because I'm like she's like she knew who I was from the club shit because everybody in my demographic and black knew me from club shit. Yeah. So we started doing. I started helping her with the promotion of the show, but we everybody was bad. Yeah. Like that's where I met Rob Ward. At. He was the only guy that had a joke. Everybody else. They were just saying shit. Yeah, just talking. Yeah, but I've seen bad comedy already. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even starting yet. I just was watching comedy. Yeah. And I was like, man, we could produce shows. Then we researched who in Cleveland was producing shows and like, ain't no money in that. No. Like we see this guy, Kenny Adams, who was the first black guy in Cleveland doing shows. He was bringing comics from BET Comic View here. $10, $25 a ticket, but big venues. He need to get at least 400 people there. He's getting it, but it's, it's a lot of risk. Right, right. I ain't got the budget. Yeah. I can't take the seed money. I can't use my money for that. I got a whole business I'm running over here. So when I started doing comedy, I had a standard of better comics already. Yeah. So my ego wasn't the same, but people think, oh, you're this way. No, I'm just going to do this. Like, See, I started in a very, um, when you talk about them and the way that they do things, I started very much so like that where it was... Um, I started in bars and open yeah. mics and with my friends and I would murder in front of my friends and I didn't really have a lot of club experience and um, I would do well at bar shows because I would talk about being drunk or I would talk I would be really dirty, you know, and then once I got to club levels and watched real professionals, it didn't really sink into me like I had that I had that complex of I should be better, I should be moved up, I should be doing this, I should be yeah. doing that way before I was ready to. And then when I finally started to come out of that a little bit, which is funny what brings it back, bombing will do that. Yeah. When you get start to get humbled over and over and over again, um, you realize, oh, I'm not shit. And I think that that's the problem is that a lot of people aren't realizing I'm not shit. And they're not hearing it. Like me and Lee, the reason I love Lee to this day, Lee Herlin. Lee Herland's uh, and Miss Hamia Ramon even got cool where they would Lee would tell me you're not ready yeah and I'm like well what can I do to get ready like I get that that's fine what can I do he said let's watch videos every time I would tape a set every Tuesday we talk mm-hmm. I send the videos that come in Tuesday I'm like sure I'll see you at four Tuesday I'm there parked in the office with him watching my video getting destroyed mm-hmm. not arguing no just listening so he's like, man, that's hack. And I'm like, yeah. people don't say like, I'm game film still. And they're like, I'm still that guy. Yeah. And you do, I mean, it's one of the most important things that you can oh, do. I still record my audio. I record every single set. I think you see me put the little lapel mic on in my shit. And yeah. Then, yeah. So I mean, I just still a uh, student. So I still watch what other comics do that better than me. Mm-hmm. So when comics tell me things like, oh, well. Well, I don't know. Because you do a lot for the scene already. But do you ever feel like it is on being someone who's older in the scene or more experienced in the scene, do you feel like it's on us to tell people? Because like, like I said earlier, when I was like, nobody taught us how Sink to do swim. this. No, Jasmine was my last. Uh, me and Rob made this joke. Uh, Jasmine Carter, I helped her enough. Well, I didn't make Jasmine better. Jasmine just had opportunity hanging out with me that mm-hmm. she wouldn't have had if she stayed with open micers. Yeah. So your first guest said it. Hilarities comes with me because I'm at with Finesse Mitchell and you're yeah. in the back with me and he's a comic. Yeah. So yeah, you want to go up? Go up. Right. When you have improv, she's just around. Mm-hmm. And she, this was her people. People recognize her. And in front of, she's standing next to the manager and people are walking by, hey, when are you going to be up there? So it's like and a panel. Yeah. So he, he's at open mics. He's like, you know what? Maybe she's ready. Yeah. She would go up and 
it would be 50 50. Yeah. Hit or miss. But she's still getting that opportunity to be better. Like the sit you felt you should have had, she yeah. had it. So well, I guess my question is more as far or less as opportunities, like, not like no, no, the no, no, talent, no. but just like as far understand. as she was getting shit that she was given. Right. So um, my thing was more or less like, uh, is it on us to say, hey, you guys need to be listening to your sets? Like, Mm-mm. like record your shit on your phone and then the next day, listen back to it. And if there's something that you don't like, change it. And if there's something that really works, write it down. Find the same podcast I did. Put the same work I did in. I'm not cutting your ass corners. I'm not saving you time. I'll give you opportunities. I'll give you stage time. And if you ask, I'll tell you. But if you, I'm not going to volunteer it. It's tough because I go back and forth with it where I'm like, well, nobody did it for me. You got to figure it out on your own, whatever, whatever. But I, I, I wish that somebody would have. I, I wish tried. that somebody would have been like, hey, your career is going to change f- just unbelievably if you just sit down and treat this like a job. I if you try. write and then you listen to and then you try it on stage and then you listen to it and you fix it, you edit it. Those four things, write, try it, listen, edit. Like if you just do those things, it's you it's you can't get worse. You're you're not going to plateau because you're working for it, you know? When, so I feel I go back and forth where I'm like I feel like I should share all the knowledge I have. You know, I don't know. It's a weird position to be in, I guess. When I would try to talk to comics, the white males would react back to me like I was telling them how to do it right. And I'm like, no, I'm saying, hey, that joke's good. I would give you the same. Try giving a 45-year-old man a tip on a set. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, you're right. <laughs> you're right. I am no, just I'm just a little woman be, who doesn't yeah. know what she's talking about. These like, guys are younger than me. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, I'm telling you because I've done it and I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. And I've seen guys do it. Like, your style is like this person. Because I watch comedy regularly, so I know yeah. where somebody's style is close to. Like, I can tell you who's influenced by who. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, this was your style. I was like, watch them. All right, and I didn't see what they did. Then do this. And I was like, oh, that style never works for anybody. Yeah. You're just loud and obnoxious. <laughs> you're, you're screaming saying, your punchlines at me. <laughs> yeah, like you're, you're, you're saying corny things and your friends are going to laugh, but that laughter is nothing. Like, I never had my friends come to shows. So yeah. when I, I see other comics and they have their friends follow them. I did. Them. Yeah, a lot of people had that happen. And if you look at any time in my history, I've never had my family or friends there because yeah. they already supported me in life. Yeah. They didn't come back for this. They asked, oh, can I come to the show? No. Like, my mom came to the casino gigs. My dad did, too. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Came to gamble. <laughs> yeah, like they, she would be there, so they'll go right. to the Go um, to the buffet. buffet. <laughs> yeah. She had free play and shit, and she'd yeah. come to the show, and, you know. And, and then we dick around after. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, but it was never like I needed my friends. You didn't stack to, the audience. No. So mm-hmm. when I see comics doing that, it's like, yeah, those, those laughs don't matter. I'm going to hostile environments yeah. and still being myself. Yeah. So I can't tell a comic anything. Yeah. Because they're way of doing it soft. They want to get cushioned. They want to be given opportunities. I had to earn them. So I would tell a comic, hey man, you know, it's not that easy. Like, I understand what you want. And all he heard was earn and thought it was funny as fuck to say it. It's like, well, let me know how your life works out in this situation. Yeah. Because I know I'm not going to stop. But now I realize I'm not giving any more advice until you ask. If somebody sees me, say, oh, John, how'd you do that? I'll tell you. Right. If you don't ask, I'm not going to tell you shit. If you bombing, hey man, have at it. Or I can tell like the conversation can be different. Like a comic will bomb at Grog Shop. And it'll be a bad bomb. How many times have I bombed at Grog Shop? I mean, no, yeah, you do. It's different. <laughs> it's different when it's a bomb at Grog Shop from you trying versus you trying to like posture your set and just say nothing. Yeah, okay. If your jokes aren't connecting with this crowd. Yeah. Sometimes this is a practice set. You're better than this crowd right now. This this ain't for you. Mm-hmm. Every crowd ain't for me. Right. I know that. But when you go up there like, yo, I'm funny. Mm-hmm. Y'all should fucking laugh. Yeah. 
that's not your fault. That's that's your fault at that yeah. point. Like it's one thing if you keep trying it like, yo, we don't fuck with you because we don't want to. <laughs> right. Like you can't make me like you. It's right. like, all right, well, and you go up there and you don't fucking waver now. Right. Like you've had some some sets where it's like, this is rough. Because the jokes you would get here, they're not laughing at that part. Yeah. They'll laugh at the joke though. Mm-hmm. It gets the overall kill. Right. Like as far as the body drops. Yeah. But you didn't light that motherfucker up. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> There's right. like a shoulder shot, a leg shot. Yeah, they're limping <laughs> and then, away. Yeah. And Effective, it just bleed out. but not how you wanted it to yeah. go. <laughs> that, at, the other, at, a, at another open mic, you just start <laughs> off with, you ever in, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Like, damn, just the, just the introduction to mm-hmm. the joke. They're like, fuck yeah, she's good. Mm-hmm. Over here, they give you less credit. Mm-hmm. It's like, show me. What's your struggle? Fuck. One of my your- worst bombs was uh, at the Kevin Hart show. Were you there? No, the but Kevin you Hart called, audition no, show. I had mixed feelings about that. Oh boy, man, I ate my. It was I knew really it was horse bad. Shit. It was That's really why. bad. I went up and um, God, I was I was such an ass. When was that? Two thousand seventeen. We talked about that. We you called me afterwards. I was and we bawling about, my eyes out. Yeah. I cried for forty five minutes. I almost quit comedy because I, I was like, "This is it. This is going to be my comedy central thing. Like, this is going to be my way in." Um, and the was dude, I was like two hours into the show. The guy who went up, I was the only person who gave an intro who actually uh, beats it. He pulled me aside after and he was like, don't ever do that. He goes, black crowds don't give a fuck who you are. They don't mm-hmm. care what what you're acting because he's like, now that you said, and, and then the dude fucked up my name and the intro and I was like, oh my God, this could not have started off anywhere. I didn't know how to make the DJ stop playing. Like it was just such a horrible, horrible first minute on stage that I physically <laughs> couldn't get back from it. And then, um, yeah, B2D pulls me aside and he goes, no, no intros in black rooms. And I was mm-hmm. like, what? Well, he was like, that's what fucked you from the very beginning is that he said you were voted the funniest female in Cleveland. And then immediately they sit back and they're like, then fucking do it. Like, you better be. You know how many comics I cuss out randomly? Like, hey, man, don't, I don't have no credits, man. Right. Well, like, I swear to God, that was the last time I gave a credit. No, like, comics do it now. I swear I'm like, shit. They're like, <laughs> they don't oh, do that This next guy, he runs shows all the, hey, motherfucker, I'm, well, I'm from like, here, if you wanna, put me up. In no. Cleveland, if you want to mention him on the don't radio know. or whatever, that doesn't bother me because people are probably going to know anyway because it's a radio show. That's fine. But That's when fine. I'm on the road, I say, just say I'm from Cleveland. You don't have to say anything about me. I don't give a shit. They don't know who I am and they don't care. I, I'm telling you that Kevin Hart audition show was the last show that I gave anybody a credit for because I was just like, I could feel, I was like, I haven't said anything to you guys and you already are judging me so hard. And then well, and also, it was just. Ooh. A thing that I don't think a lot of comics really have done to themselves. Real is, quick on that ahead, bomb. Um, I couldn't end on a laugh. So I ended up doing like eight and a half minutes when I was supposed to do three because I kept like trying to end on the laugh and I could see the other comics like get off the fucking stage. And I'm, I don't know if anybody else would re- replay it this poorly, but how I felt up there, I'm looking at Wanda, B Titty, Rob Ward, Jazz, like all these comics. And they're like, what is she doing? Like, that's what I was seeing. But I was like, I can't, I can't end on this. This is, <laughs> but then I was like, dude, you've been doing four minutes of no laughs. Like it's been silent in this room. Get the fuck off the stage like it was so bad because with me um i went on sunday because saturday was just supposed to, to watch be no everybody's talking about saturday is a show they're gonna record and sunday's gonna be for out of timers yeah i called two people who are on the show i called just niche who did chicago and mike jeter who mm-hmm. did oh i um, love him and he did a uh, detroit. detroit so i asked both of them how it went for them not comparing but how it went for them and they, the way they described the process for the show was nothing like cleveland yeah so I'm like, oh, I'm done with Cleveland. Because the way that the person who was running it Charged had no time. Charged $15. What is that? Packed um, it out, didn't pay anybody, and then put himself on the show. So here's why. Me and Rob had this conversation about why the whole thing to me was fucked up. When it comes to comedy in Cleveland, black side, 
if my name ain't mentioned, I don't believe in it at this mm-hmm. point, especially at that point. Yeah. So it's like, I'm the only guy with a room mm-hmm. and in the clubs. Yeah. So I don't get, my phone don't ring because there was an old situation. It was mm-hmm. an old guy who had yeah. Cleveland ties yeah. and then they went and he passed it to somebody else he thought was doing some there shit. There was so many comics on that lineup I had never heard of that were yeah. like, he's been doing it 20 years. I'm like, what? And then I'd see the set and I'd be, oh, and then I went up after a guy who changed a rap song to be a gospel song. So he like sang mm-hmm. the rap, the R&B type of song, and but just put Jesus lyrics into it, and it fucking brought the house down, dude. He destroyed. People were standing up and dancing and singing, and then it was the worst. Cleveland, God, that was the worst. Well, Cleveland black is a very, uh, it's not Chicago black. It's not New York black at all. It's not um, even South black. It's very BET comedy jokes. Hacky jokes work here. Yeah. If you're black and you're a comic and you want to get on fast, and be told you're great, be a hack. Yeah. Now, well, hacky wanna, jokes work everywhere. Yeah, but here, we never call it out. We are cool with it. Like, it's okay to be a hack here. It's very much endorsed. There's no hack court. There's no coon call out. None of that <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm dead ass. Like, hack you know, court shot is funny, yeah. though. I think that's Oh, yeah. Funny. Anywhere else, though? Like, you go to another see with that shit? You're not doing it. You're not doing it. Like, it's how me and Rob even stood out to get where we're at. Because yeah. we don't do the basic one-two punch. Right. And it's like, I'm supposed to do that for this room. And it's, that's, the, that's the real battle here in Cleveland. You either make the room laugh or do your shit. For me, that's my biggest internal beef. Do you know what I think, too, though, is that we're not at a point where we can do both yet. I'm very much so in a believer uh, in, in the school of thought that comedy is a marathon and that you it just takes time. And it takes time to get good enough and to be comfortable enough in your voice to be true to yourself and say exactly what you want to say while also being funny enough to convey it to everyone. So I just don't, personally, there's a lot of things that I want to talk about that I just don't think I'm funny enough to talk about yet or that I've tried that I'm just not putting in the right way because I'm not good enough. And to put it in the back burner, keep mm, it in your mind. Bring it out. Pull it out. I put it in the back burner, keep it in your mind, and that shit will come out organically. That'll come out. You'll tag it while you're on stage and be like, there it fucking is. I've been trying to write a joke about that for four years, and I just threw it out there, and it worked just because of the way that you said it or it's in the yeah. middle of another bit. So I think that being too rigid with it, you know. Well, I realize being- This is what I want to say. I don't give a shit if you like it or no, not. No, but here, I've done that. Like, yeah, but that's, as as, I think no, it might wait. be a little too rigid. No, in Cleveland, like- the crowds here, because don't you know there are that demographic that we're looking for isn't in the comedy clubs right now because the comedy clubs are appealing to these two. Com- uh, you're talking about audience wise. Mm-hmm. So the crowd that I love, that loves me, comes to see me on Mondays. Mm-hmm. They come out on Sundays a little bit too, but the crowd that comes with the room, that's not for me. Granted, they shouldn't be for me. They didn't buy a ticket with my name on it, mm-hmm. but I have to survive those for when I'm on the road and they came for comedy. Right. So it's just that little, that difference. Here it's make me laugh and all of my shit. Then it's, uh, everywhere else is who is this guy? Yeah. So it's like the tension here is really here. And I'm not saying you got to leave because the city's bad. I'm saying that you got to find a balance. So yeah. you have to travel away from here. You can't make it in Cleveland and just be in Cleveland. No. You can make it from Cleveland. Yes. Well, it depends on what you want out of your career. Uh, success is not really up for argument often. Like some people are well, just successful. De- it depends on how you define success because well, some thing, people start, define success based mm-mm. on monetary values where if they're in mm-mm. Cleveland making money, doing comedy, they are successful. You can name successful comedians that aren't for debate. 
if you say Chad Daniels, right? Mm-hmm. Household name for that demographic. If you know comedy, you like him. If you say Nate Bergazzi, mm-hmm. those guys are sick. Rory um, Scoville. Scoville. Rory Scoville, yeah. Successful. Mm-hmm. We don't have to argue. That's, that's success. Mm-hmm. There is a barometer for it. It's not yeah. always, well, I did comedy from the... You know, as a thing, you know, I didn't really take it that serious. Well, fuck off. I don't want to talk to you. Like, right. You can't you can't compare to me because I'm not successful yet. I'm not looking at anything I've done like I'm doing it the right way yet. But what I'm saying is that that's, some people don't want that or and that's in not. In the fucking way. That, well, that's I, under, I uh, Believe I'm me, not I completely, I understand. Therapy, my bro. Like, don't get but in the some way. people also measure success in a monetary value where they, I did a show, I made this much money, I am successful. I mean, coming from a club promoter's background, I feel like you should know that. No, we scam niggas. We knew what it was. Like, right. Well, that's what I'm saying. So <laughs> when we did it, like, so we had, so we bring an artist in. Like, we had Trick Daddy come in one time back in the day when he was yeah. cool, when MTV was still on TV doing music. Right. Uh, we had him at three cities. Well, we we had him for Cleveland and Cincinnati, Columbus. We were hands on. The other city, we Cincinnati had it on their own. But with Cleveland, we told comics pay and comics told acts pay us five hundred to open for him. Mm-hmm. They paid it. Mm-hmm. So then I realized that's not going to work in comedy because they're broke. No, nobody has any money. Then you see comics trying to do a show. It's like, hey, man, you got to sell tickets. It's like, yeah, I'm not selling tickets for anybody. Yeah. I come from that shit. We started mm-hmm. it kind of sort of like we're not, I would never sell tickets for a show. Yeah, it's a bringer show for those. Yeah, but it's like, I'm not going to see you where bringers. You can't perform unless you bring 10 people or yeah. whatever. That works. In like Chicago, I almost had to do that when I did the open mic at oh, yeah. Laugh Factory. Laugh, yeah, Laugh Factory, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So that's when you had to bring five people. I, it was three of us together. Already. So right. we just had two people that gave us. Like, here, you go. If you're Cleveland, go right. ahead. You can go up. Right. Get your picture in front of the stage. Right. <laughs> Get your Laugh Factory picture, make your profile picture, and then people will take you more seriously. No. Exactly. And you do it, and he's like, nobody cares. All right, back to the bullshit. Right. So it's just like, you, everybody's done the same mistakes. So I'm not going to give anybody a pass, because we've all done the mistakes. It's just, you, you learn from your mistake. Because if you think that's it, then that's fine. You stay there. Mm-hmm. I'm not staying anywhere. I'm not going to stay here. I, I'm, I'm barely featuring now, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to ever come at a club like, yeah, you know who I am? You don't. I'm the guy that you met through the other guy. Oh, 100%. I was just talking with a, a, a comic about that. He was talking about an older dude that he, he really appreciates. And he's like, because he walks in and has to prove himself every single show. Nobody knows who he is. And I was like, yeah, now try doing that being a woman in the middle of West Virginia. Like, not only do they not know who I am, they're like, women aren't funny or whose girlfriend is this? You know what I mean? Like, that's, I did that. I was at a show in in, um, North Carolina and it was at a winery and I was, it was one of those shows where you have to do everything. You make, you make a little bit more money, but you're essentially producing the whole show. So we Mm -hmm. sat up, set up the room, checked people in and then there were the two of us performing. And I got up to headline the show after checking people in, and one of the one, the drunk Southern woman in the front row just goes, oh, I thought you were his girlfriend. Just like that. And I was like, no, ma'am, I'm your headliner. This is my job. We can vote now, just in case you didn't know. You're allowed to drive a car. Like, going through all those things. But I think that proving yourself or being successful, you know, like, I don't know. There's, a, I get what you're saying, that there's a, there a baseline. I'm tired of, there's I'm a tired baseline of this for success. I get it. We all got to say we all successful in our own way. No, Fuck not everybody not. is. No, not everybody is. But what I'm, I'm saying is I- not that be thing anymore. I guess that people, some people are more content. Of being mediocre in the fucking way. That's it. Like, I'm not going to give them a pass. Like, it's not, there's no reason for you to be in the way. Like, you can do comedy. You can tell your grandkids you did comedy one time. 
that's fine. Mm-hmm. But don't be in my way. Yeah. Don't don't try to cut me out of some shit because you're going to try to do it for the bragging rights. Yeah. I'm getting better. You're just doing it to say you did it. Yeah. Two different things. I've said that before where I was like, my favorite thing about comedy is that there's not really a cap to what you can do. As hard as you work and as good as you get is as big as you can get. And mm-hmm. I firmly believe that. And I've had people be like, well, aren't you kind of putting the cart before the horse on that? Because I'm talking about like, like, suck my dick. Well, I'm like, okay, right now I'm, I'm featuring A rooms. Best rooms in the country, I'm featuring those rooms. Mm-hmm. I'm headlining B rooms, C rooms, and um, and you know, doing that along the way and trying to make a name or whatever. Um, but then once you get moved, so then I start headlining A rooms, and then you start selling out A rooms, and then you start selling out weekends, and then you start going to theaters, and then you start doing arenas. And I was explaining this to a comic, and they're like, okay, but you're going to start talking about arenas, right? I was like, well, if you're not picturing it or if you don't have a goal of where to go, then... What are you doing? You're just content headlining B rooms across the country? Like, Well, when I meet new comics, I give them a, a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed pass where their yeah, first time doing true. it, like a comic, like, oh, I'm at the funny stop this weekend. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Because it is very exciting. And oh, no, it's, I was, yeah, yeah. I've been there. I made flyers for it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I didn't do? I didn't talk down to anybody. Right. I just, I did not, and I didn't even demand respect. I didn't say you talk to me the right way. No, you can talk to me how you want. I know where I'm at. Because mm-hmm. I also was an adult when I started comedy. That's true too. I started when I was 22 years old, and, and I was here. I was a hot little cheerleader, and I was I was in my own world where I worked at a bar that everybody went to. I made a lot of money, and I was a cheerleader. I was always the center of attention, so it was like, oh, this is perfect. You know what I mean? Like I, tell, I even try to tell a, a girl starting at 22 and, and younger is it'll change oh. the way that you look at it. I try to tell a girl this time. I said, hey man, the second you mentioned sex, everything you said before that doesn't matter. Like, what do you know? Uh, I know how life works. I know how to get in women's heads enough to fuck them on a regular basis. So trust me, when you mention sex on stage, your set is now null and void. All the witty shit you said before that is gone to the man who watched you. I've gotten in, I've gotten reprimanded for saying things like that to women when I'm like, um, and this goes, it's a very, very touchy thing. Because, okay, so the outfit that I have on tonight, when you when I walked in and you was like, girl, where are you going? <laughs> like, what do you have? I'm in a tight sweater dress and thigh-high boots and my makeup is dark and like I'm going out. I would not dress like this on stage. Personally, me mm-hmm. personally, I would never wear this outfit on stage because I know for a fact that it's going to take away from what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I know that. I'm not stupid. I don't live in a fantasy world where I think a lot of people are like, oh, no, no, everybody progressive and they're listening. You can wear whatever you want and say whatever you want. And I'm like, no. but you can't. And there's people who say that who've never done it. Like You can't. It's just, I, I can't look at a girl who's wearing a bra and a mini skirt and heels on stage. I'm like, I... I'm so distracted. And I know that's horrible. I get it. No, like, it's, mo- it's entertainment. I'm tired of people trying to act like they should have it their way because it's convenient. Well, Fuck what I'm off. saying is, is that you can you are allowed to wear whatever you want. If that's what you're comfortable, I completely understand. I'm not telling are people you really what you can and you can't out? wear. But what I'm saying is that I am just being, from what I see, it's difficult for me to focus on what you're saying when I'm when your whole body is out. Yes, it's, it's very minimal, hard for me to focus on. It's minimal performance. If There's a dude no had band. like his dick print out in a pair of sweatpants, I'm I'm sorry, but I'm looking at your dick right now. Like, I was told, like, I did a show where a girl walked to me after the show, after my set, and was like, you were funny, I think. But I, I really tell. kept staring at you. And I'm like, that's the most funny shit I've ever heard a woman. Like you came out and said, if I was a woman and you were a man, this would be a weird thing. It would be but a problem. Now yeah. it's funny. And she laughed and that was it. But I have gray sweatpants. Yeah. I've always I, been in that in that camp of just, I, I dress more conservatively on stage. I just, I wear plain tops, 
plain jeans of rips every now and then and some heels. You know what I mean? Like that's, I just, I want you to listen to what I'm saying. I don't want anything to distract you from that. So I'm not going to pull my tits out. I'm not going to have a crop top. I don't wear a suit. Right. Well, you you look so good in a suit though. But also, not yet because I'm still doing everyday man shit. I can't talk about, I got to dress, I'm just like I'm casual as fuck. I just got here. Mm -hmm. Really? I don't, like this, I'm wearing this. I wear this on stage right now. Yeah. Because that's where I really I found my middle ground. As much as people want to say that what you look like on stage doesn't matter, that's a hundred percent. That's all they see. It's that is because when I dress nicer, I I promise you, I don't get the same reaction. When like you said, the casual shit. When I wear my my Tims and a hoodie, and I You're go up killer. and I and I fucking murder, dude. Mm-hmm. When my hair is pulled up in a messy bun and I just have on a t shirt and jeans and my chucks, I destroy. When I go on stage and I have on nice heels and black pants and it's like a really cute top and my hair is curled, I'm I don't do as well. I don't know if people have said that's a mentality thing, but I'm like I'm mm-hmm. telling you, I think people want you to be relatable and what you're comfortable in. You know what I my mean? My roughest set came from wearing some seven hundred dollar tennis shoes. I'm telling you, they were the off white Jordans. It. Nobody it really knew it. about them except for a couple comics. Uh, the comics in the green room was like, "Yo, damn, them dope." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm feeling good about myself because I was out of town." Like, yeah, yeah. uh huh. That crowd, it was just they were. It was like they turned a little bit because they were some flashy shit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I got to wear my own, just minimal. Like I yeah. match a little bit, but I ain't about to be just like fab from the fucking early 2000s. Right. Like I'm not matching my hat with my shoes and my jersey. <laughs> It's right. just like it was so much thing that you just learn. I'm just, hey man, this is minimal. I'm just gonna wear this comfortable shit. Yeah, because I'm I'm not better than anybody. No, when I'm wearing a well, suit, well, and people want you to be relatable. They were like, <laughs> they want to see themselves in you. That's that's they want to be like, oh my god, I do that too, or I've been there, or that's exactly what it is. And when you're dressed to the nines, or you have yes. none of your body out, or all of your body out. Yeah, I had those on. Nice. And they're just, they're, they're like the the stupid pair. It's like, yeah, you can't wear these everywhere. Yeah, like I can wear them if I'm never here. But it's like you can't People see certain stuff And they take you for face value So when you're a girl Everybody's told women aren't funny Oh from day one Now we don't care to listen to that How much it does a lie Because you've laughed at a woman at least five times And you're like Every insult you've ever heard A girl said some funny shit that made you laugh Right Like she had a She had a, re- she had a rebuttal mm-hmm. to a guy That made you laugh at your friend before Yeah uh, if you had a girlfriend, she a, made you laugh. I hate to say this, but to stereotype it that way, but like a, a bartender, you say some shit to a bartender and they hit you back. I mean, women are funny. Like <laughs> it's like it's like they're snappy, but they don't like. And I explained to a white guy how he said black women always do the said, No, they just talk different than you, and it's not your world to tell them how to act. Like if you see a black woman in theater and she's emotional and responding a certain way, that's just not for you. Yeah. Like you respond a certain way for sports, and she looks at you like you're overreacting. Right. You can't tell somebody they can't love something. Right. So you get realize that this world is not yours and you're living in it. Mm-hmm. You start to realize people have their own things. I know when I dress a certain way on stage, you listen to me. Mm-hmm. If I'm wearing a suit and you're black and you hear me talk, it's going to make you feel like he's better. He thinks he's better than us. Mm-hmm. I don't sound unsure yeah. ever. Even when I'm unsure, my uh still sounds like I'm about to say some real shit. Yeah. So I'm stuck with this fucking voice of heavy and matter of fact tone. Right. So I have to be very, you know, I'm like, y'all for real, like, even if I'm doing this shit and y'all are looking at me, uh-huh. I still need you to love me. Right. So I kill myself out the game. I'm bald. I'm wearing glasses. I got asthma. I can't. Well, yeah. I mean, not that you have to or anything I'm like six that. I'm 6'2 and it's... not ugly. I have to. If I was fat, I wouldn't have to do this shit. Oh, if 100%. I was, if I was a fat boy, I would get away with a lot of shit because me talking about girls is not so frowned upon. Mm-hmm. But when I could have fucked your ex or yeah. I dated you or your friend or you want to date me. Mm-hmm. 
well, I can't go like, up there talking crazy. Like I said, when I dress really cute on stage, uh, you're people, fuckable. Well, now. well, that it it puts a different light on it. Where it's like now it's okay. I could get with her. She oh did now they they held on to the part about me being single, but didn't listen to anything I said in the in the bit. They mm-hmm. like, oh she's single, that's it. Or women will be like, who does this bitch think she is? What are you doing wearing those shoes? You're really wearing thigh highs on a stage where you're elevated right now. You know what I mean? Like, because that's unfortunately the world that we live in. As much as people don't want that to be it, that is what it is. Because everybody is self-absorbed. So when you go to like an improv, right? I always struggle at the improv early. The first couple of jokes don't really matter. Mm-hmm. And some people say, oh, it's just because the crowd's sitting down. No, they've been there. Yeah. They just don't like me yet. Yeah. Until I do local references, they don't you get, get them on your side. Right. Because nobody believes I'm from here. Like the black, that improv crowd doesn't oh, believe yeah, I'm from yeah, Cleveland yeah, yeah. yet. Until I show I'm from Cleveland. Right. So and I got to make up a story. There's something bad to happen. I can't be like, oh, well, I've been in Cleveland since I was ever. Right. So, <laughs> but it's like, they don't want to hear that. They want to hear you make a joke about how you love Cleveland and how Cleveland got you, you know, humbled you. It's right. some stupid shit. It's like, right. well, Cleveland didn't humble me. I actually love the place. I've been doing pretty good here. Like, mm-hmm. I have a room that's the only black room that survived. Yeah. It actually has people come. There's yeah. not just it's not just your stereotypical. It's a show. You just yeah. come and hear. Yeah. The DJ and me are working out our deal <laughs> to come back. Working out our deal. But even like the DJ thing with you, you said like, you said you didn't know how to tell the DJ to stop. But when you watch black comedy, you see that this shit is the thing. Uh-huh. The, the neck, the yeah, finger across quit. the neck, uh-huh. or the that even this. Oh, God. Or just acknowledge, hey, cut that shit off. I walked up and I was like, I don't, I don't want any more music. <laughs> And, the, the and thing it made is, everybody so uncomfortable. Like, why doesn't she know what she's doing? And I'm like, well, oh, because I never work black rooms. Like, yeah, I don't. The, that's the thing. If you embrace that, it's I different. tried to, but I yeah. did it in a no, bad no, I know, way. No, I know. You know what I mean? Going back to the Kevin Hart thing is what yeah, I'm talking about. Because yeah. when comics see it, they're like, oh, that's funny. She didn't. She doesn't know because she didn't watch the same thing I watched to see yeah. a comic do. You didn't see Sadie Entertainer do this. Yeah. Or, right. 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 You didn't see DL. You didn't see anybody. You didn't watch Martin on Def Comedy Jam. Right. So you didn't understand it. Kid Capri and him would cut it off yeah or Bernie Mac saying kick it cut it yeah. back on like it's yeah. none of that in your life yeah which is not to say you're less than anything no 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 but comments will act like well you didn't know that it's like well how about you tell her how to do it next time <laughs> right, 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 right. like oh yeah like whenever I see, see something you did I'm like hey this went left because you did this right like even when I told you kind of mean because like you said you like who had a DUI is it everybody who works there is regular like just don't shit on them right 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 like right, right. that Walmart said employees aren't the worst part it's the people <laughs> right they're not gonna go like target don't get mad at yeah. somebody for having a it's job like, yeah just cause you have a good job now I don't shit on the people <laughs> who have regular jobs like right. like I've seen Chappelle did a good joke like KFC talking about he went to KFC and the dude had a clans robe on so you went to, he said um, but you if I ordered a four piece like you want you want a biscuit that nigga he's like <laughs> I thought it came with a biscuit. What's with the attitude? Like, <laughs> give me my fucking biscuit. Like, right. he said, I get it. You know, he should be mad at racism, but he works at KFC. Right. Now, Dave Chappelle saying that is, of course. Yeah. But you, mm-mm. Right. You can't shit on Arby's workers. No, I know. I know. I know. Believe me. I've Especially a being a little white girl, because you're a white girl. It's like, you, even if you don't call the manager, your face says you do. I know. To every black person who's ever had to deal with a white girl, you're not representing all white girls who I are annoyed. I, it's taken me a very long time to understand that. To be like, oh, or or not even just to black or white, to like, I am representative of what all men have dealt with for women. Mm-hmm. I am, and I've embraced that somewhat on stage where I'm like, listen, I am a crazy bitch, okay? I have sent you 100 text messages in a row. Here's why. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that kind of a thing because like you said, they're like, oh, she, you heard single and now that's all you hear or 
I talk about um, this dude fucked me over once. And like, man, everybody knows you're not all men or whatever, you know? So just being conscious of what you look like, who you are and what you represent on stage goes really far. Yeah, because I've, I've had to uh, be accountable for urban. And it's like, yeah, I'm not really, I'm, I'm not an urban comic. Like, I know what you mean when you say it, but I'm, yeah. I'm just conscious of the fact you said this shit. Like, I know what you mean, but I'm not that, I'm not going to go up there. I don't grow up poor. I didn't right. grow up poor one time. Right. We've talked like, about that. Yeah, it's like, I don't know what this poor shit is. Right. Like, yeah. I get that it's, it's some experiences and some hardships, but uh, uh, for me, it's just, I got to get my brakes fixed. Uh, I still can pay the Uber. Right, so right, right, right. I'm not fucked up. Like, I caught the rapid last night because I was going to get fucked up at the yeah. hockey shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I got wasted. It was I was oh. Was it fun? Yeah. Good. Um, but it was just like certain things I don't talk about because they're not gonna be for that crowd. Improv. Like if I talk about dating not dating, sleeping with a white girl in college, if you went to college and you're a black guy and you went to a PW or prominent predominantly white school, it happened. Because it was seven of y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah, it. it's gonna happen. Like it's fucking's happening. Yes. That's it. Especially not, when you're 19 and drunk. Yeah, it's like, not, that's, it's yeah. not because you're, you're black. It's because you're available. Right. Like, she's found attractive. Yeah, like, she wants to try something new. you guys were at a party. Like, yeah, that's like, what she, like, she fucked a black guy in high school, and she just wants to keep seeing if it's all true or not. She, she's hearing <laughs> stereotypes and shit, and you're hearing stereotypes. So you're like, I wonder if she can suck my dick like she cares. <laughs> and then she's like, I hope, I hope his dick is big. And then y'all get together. You're like, that was it? Like, we <laughs> it was both all just, of it? This was like, still just sex? We just represented our race horribly. Like, we were very mediocre for the race. With each other, it was fun. But for the whole, we had a lot of pressure. Yeah. So like, this is stupid. Why is the fucking hair all over the goddamn bed? <laughs> and it's like, this shit, you remember that? It's like, okay. You show up with a Magnum condom and you're like, oh, you didn't need, okay. No, that's fine. I have another one. Like, that's like funny. A, yeah. yeah, exactly. It was like. Oh, this, okay. No, no, no. I just, it was, I had it, it from, it's, it's fine. I'm <laughs> mad. Well, that would be a funny joke. I, yeah. I, I know you could do it. I was wondering, when could you do it without any backlash? Like, if you saw about the first time you did it and you realized that stereotypes are horseshit. It can be. When you see, like, you know what it is? The body type that has surprised me the most is, like, like a skinny band dude who's, like, 5'8", and, like, they have abs, but it's because they do cocaine. You know what I mean? Like, they're not ripped. It's just that they're strung out. Like, those dudes have been hung. That's it's funny. like the five ten stocky bearded <laughs> dude has a little dick every time. Every time. That's funny. One hundred. Oh, I would say, yeah, every time. <laughs> like that's that's the demographic of the guys who are like, well, the fucking what? Those are the the aggros. Because we don't have a we don't have a good pussy barometer. Oh, I bet there isn't. Well, you can kind of tell when someone's trashy. No, that it's not going to be as good. No, no, because it's it's. It's still a, a you got to get in there first. Yeah, there's no like she gonna have a big pussy. That's not a thing. Like, and usually if you saying that, like, I've had friends tell me that she was trash, and I, I might have made my way down that that path, and it was wonderful. Yeah, it's like, huh? Maybe she just didn't because you guys she react. She wasn't into it. Yeah, like you guys. I react, could just so. lay there, and you could have a terrible lay, or I could do what I want to do, and it could be the best night of your life. Yeah, and if you like me, you're gonna be wet. So if you talking about man, yeah. she was dry as fuck. Did you try? Did you do anything to help that situation? Like you do know you can you don't gotta just fuck her. Yeah. You can take your time. She has nothing else to do. Her night's ending here. Mm-hmm. So This is the end of it. Make out a little bit. T- such, suck a titty. V- at the very least. Kiss a thigh, man. Rub a right, leg. Right. Like Do anything. I've watched movies with girls just rub their thigh the whole time. Just watching the movie. Mm-hmm. Just waiting. It'll work. Oh, and did she starts rubbing up. She tried like moving her legs and like see where the dick is. Like, oh, that's that's dick right there. So right. I, just, I sit back <laughs> just a little sit. bit like <clears throat> yep. <laughs> And it's like, you just let it happen. But that's how, I, even the approach to comedy, comics go up there and it's like, yo, man, 
if you were talking to a girl, I tell every comic, every male comic this. If you were meeting a girl for the first time at a bar, is the first word at your mouth going to be, can I eat your pussy? I hope not. And if it is, don't do comedy. <laughs> now, if you're going to say hello, how you doing? Ask about her job. Ask why she's here. It's a special event. Ask why she came. No, get to know her a little bit. Then yeah. give her your shit. She'll listen to it. Yeah. But if you just come out the gate, Hey, who like getting eight pussy eight? Yo, bruh, get off stage. Right. Stop, not gonna, you, stop, yeah. stop right now. Please stop. You're done. And most of the comics here aren't attractive. Yeah. So it's like you didn't want to know that when I went to New York, I was blown away by the number of attractive comics. I don't know if that's a mean thing to say or it's t- telling of how much I work in the Midwest, but I went to New York and I was like, fuck. Like, I do my best not to fuck comics. And that would be impossible here. We'll talk like, after the show about how, much, how many rules I've broken out of fucking comics. <laughs> Right? Like, get out of in Cleveland. I went into, no, right, but I was, in your own home scene, but I went into New York and I was like, Jesus Christ. I can't say the city, but I went. Every <sighs> single one. I didn't I didn't end up hooking it up with anybody. It only hurts when you see her on TV. Oh, I bet. And you're like, oh, she wasn't bullshitting. Right. And then you see her later on and you're like, oh, hey, how you been? Hey, what's going okay, on? Okay, let's not. Okay. <laughs> like, hey, how you been? <laughs> I know I was so nice to you that one night, but this is awkward. How'd you get here? <laughs> like nobody told me, uh, but no, it's just shit. Like it's the rules are helping. Like don't fuck comics. I tell every comic, every female comic, hey, don't fuck comics. Like it's tough because it's like if you are trying to date somebody or you genuinely have an interest in them, it's it's hard to say do or don't. I always tell people not to. I was very militant about that when I first started. I would tell younger female comics, I'd be like, don't fuck them. It's just not worth it. It's gonna be drama. It's like it's like it is like fucking a coworker. Like because you're gonna see each other at an open mic in a couple of weeks after things get weird. Like when it inevitably doesn't work out, it's going to cause more drama than the three weeks that you guys hung out. <laughs> but or fuck a good comic. Don't fuck open mic. Fuck micers. up. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, don't fuck open micers. Like, you're gonna fuck at your, don't fuck at your level. Right. Like, don't fuck to, for a show, though, but just fuck better. Right. Don't fuck, like, I won't fuck an open micer. Right. I've had a girl recently reach out to me. She was like, first, she's like, yeah, you, you, you in a relationship? I said, why? Like, before we go, I'm like, this is a DM. Before we even do this, right? Yeah, like, why? Because usually I'll be like, was I would talk to somebody, they DM me, you know, they call me or whatever. I'm like, yeah, whatever. But she's like, went to that level. I'm like, what's up? I want to shoot my shot. I said, man, this ain't the wrong, this wrong basket, darling. Yeah, right. I said, I ain't gay or nothing, but I'm just not going to smash you. Like, one, if I fucked you, I'd have to fuck every other open micer to get I mean, to you. I have to. No, I told him, you're not really a girl I would, could fuck, like, because you're going to, you're still trying to do comedy. Yeah. And if you want to get on my show, now I feel obligated. I have to put you on mm-hmm. my show because. Uh, you made me come. That's not right. It's not worth it. Or if you are going to do it, go into it and try it. It's very difficult, but try to keep those two things completely separate where it's like, Hey, which exactly nobody can do that. Well, I've, I've done that before where it's like, okay, this is us hooking up. This has absolutely nothing to do with comedy. Fair enough. And if you, it takes a very special type of, I don't want to even call it a relationship, but like mm. an understanding a relationship. to keep those two things separate. It was, it's just like if you were fucking a coworker where it's like, okay, when we're at work, we're still coworkers. Like we but still have to then, do this shit. But the promotions come a lot faster than this shit. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not, it's one thing if we're both in the trenches in the mail room and then I get put to the assistant manager. It's like, oh man, you still my people. Yeah. But when it's like, yeah, um, I'm going to be doing this. <laughs> right. While you're still trying to get into this place. That, right. You know, good luck. Or it's like, can you help me get what? Help well, and comedy is already such an inherently competitive thing that, oh man, I couldn't even imagine. I I said my pieces of piece of shit things to girls that are comics. I'm like, like I don't fuck comics, so this is fine. 
She was like, really? That's I'm like, no, I'm saying, like, until you get funny, I can still fuck. Ugh. And she's like, that's not. I'm like, and you've no. never had a bitch mad at you. <laughs> no, I'm saying, no, but they, it, we'll talk about that. With the, when it was coming to the witch hunt, and I'm like, yeah. I was nervous a little bit, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I didn't do anything wrong because you literally asked to fuck me and you blew me way before I fucked you. Like, right. And I didn't even put you out. Right. Like, it went to you told people. I'm like, I fuck a lot enough to say, Nothing. Like, right. I don't need to really be like, hey, y'all, guess what? I finally had sex. Like, I've had sex enough where it's like, it's not newsworthy. Yeah. I don't so need like, to tell people. Yeah. So it's like, you tell people. It's like, why the fuck are you telling people? Mm-hmm. And I asked, like, hey, man, why did you tell anyone? Mm-hmm. I think it was a big deal. No, no, no. That's not the point. I'm saying, why did you tell? Not, you weren't allowed to. Yeah. What was your motive behind mentioning right. my name? And that we weren't dating. Right. So why? Because you get nothing. I don't know. So it's just a weird scene. That's why it's just easier not to do it. There's so many people out there that aren't comics. I would comics. fuck to the... If I could fuck up, I would. Yeah, but there's so many people who aren't comics. Like if Tiffany Haddish said, eat my ass, i give oh, you 10 minutes. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I'm, I'm opening up and I'm fine but with But everybody's it. got that. If any well-to-do, successful comic came out to you who is funny and also mildly attractive was like, hey, you want to do something? Yeah, you fucking Shit, do it. Lonnie Love. I don't even think she's attractive. <laughs> I'd fuck Lonnie Love for a weekend. If I'm still getting paid for it, like I'd middle her, I'd middle for her. I'd take the hundred a show in a free hotel room, right, for a couple rides on my face. That's fine. <laughs> You're the worst. But I don't. You can't fuck for uh, advancement here in no. this scene. Like, and I don't think most things you can do. It. Even L.A., I think they kind of put a frown on fucking to get higher. People do it. Yeah, and the ones who people do it, do it, it in every, it. but it's not just comedy. People do that in every industry. People do that in the restaurant industry. Yeah, bartenders will fuck their managers to get a weekend off. Like you know what I mean? Like it's it's incestuous everything because yes. money is involved and it's power. So yes. I get it, but I just don't care. Like I don't care about how you deal with it. Like I'll tell you, hey man, if you do this, it's not going to be anything from it. Like I've said that to a few. Yeah, it's like if we do this, you don't now get to come here and just go up whenever you come in the bedroom you don't come on my stage <laughs> it's just like it's like yeah you don't think i'm gonna get start hitting you up for stuff yeah so a lot of times I, but there's not that many attractive women in our scene you're mean being mean I'm being honest like what well, you're fuckable but we and you won't fuck yet <laughs> and so like, like if i can leverage yes, it if i leverage here. it right if we were gonna fuck it would have already happened no it wouldn't yes was, it would have we were in relationships forever and then we both broke up at the same time when yeah, we went on the road together. You were a white girl the whole when time. When I was drinking. I'm also sober now, so that decreases it yeah, significantly. But I'm also anti-drunk sex. Like, you were, we were uh, we were under the influence the one time. We're not fucked, but we were just like together. Uh-huh. We were high. Yeah. But not like... That off. was the week I broke up. Yeah. <laughs> and even then, Come I over told to my you, house and eat edibles with me. <laughs> yeah, and I told you, I'm like, yeah, I ain't gonna, hey, I'm not trying to fuck you. Right. I'm just No, you were being a good on. friend, yeah. And like, just listen you, to were me so, cry. you were like, ah, oh, you touchy. And I, I told, uh, and but that's I, how I am as no, a person. I know. Yeah. And, but black girls will see you around me and it's like, what's up with you and the white girl? It's like, hey man, stop with your witch hunt. Like, yeah, it's not anything. <laughs> like, she's not the white girl. Like, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's a white girl, but she's not the white girl you're looking for. Like, she's not the one you're mad at. Yeah, like, she's not gonna fuck me for my success. Like if anything, if anything she, you'd <laughs> fuck me for my success. Yeah, it's like she <laughs> fucked me on the way down, like some like sympathy, like damn, I'm to a TV show. John, what's got wrong? canceled. Yeah, it's like, 
Uh, I mean, I guess. Fuck, he needs it. Like, it. we have just don't. All right, do him from behind so I don't have to see you. Exactly. It's like it wouldn't be a thing. So I'm like, you're worried about the wrong one. But she's all close to you. Like, yeah, because she trusts me not to fuck her. Right. Well, it's <laughs> like, funny because what is so funny to me is that my closest guy friends, their girlfriends will have issues with things like that. Like, oh, she's so close. It's like because I get huggy and touchy oh, you you and kiss you on the cheek because I, said, I trust you that you're not going to do that kind of stuff to, to me. them. Right. Oh, I know. For the black people meet picture I put up. Uh, so many girls like Mary, huh? I was like, yep. Like, I only got one picture of a white girl kissing me on my head. And like, I don't have a plethora. <laughs> no, especially one that's taken professionally. Wait, it's like, I don't really need your shit right now. I said, I'm sorry if you feel some kind of way about Mary Santora. Like, she's not the girl to worry about. Like, she's not the white girl that's going to fuck me for my success. Like, she'll probably have just you. as much, if not more. So it's not like she's going to be fucking to the middle. <laughs> like, if you didn't advance my, That's my, the title of my first album. Mary oh. Santora, fuck your way to the middle. I mean, shit, advanced fucks are different. I wish I could do that. I'm not gay. I, I don't have that. probably uh, help. <laughs> I've had people, when I'm like talking about struggling with money, they're like, why don't you just like sell your panties? Or why don't you like just sell pictures? And I'm like, because I feel gross about it. Like, and I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm saying if that's what you do and you feel good about it at the end of the day, good for you. Feminism, empowerment, sell your <laughs> pussy juice. I don't feel comfortable doing that. And it's just... You can't come back from it either. Dude, you know that? I said that to my sister the other day. I was like, do you have any idea how frustrating it is to finally have a body that's good enough to put nudes online but have the self-respect not to fucking do it? Because then that's all my Instagram becomes. If I put one picture up there with my body out, then that's what it is. Nothing else is getting likes. Nothing else is getting likes after that. But they're already just there for that, Mary. I don't care. I don't need to play into it. Oh, I know. If I can get sexy likes with a turtleneck on, then I'm happy about that. You get what I'm saying? Oh no, I trust me. I every once in a while I want to just Just once do I want to put it up for like two minutes trash. and just see who sees it and then take it down real quick. Oh, you but see, I, won't. I put my trash up subtly where it's like, <laughs> hey, let me give everybody a little bit of horse shit. <laughs> That's what see. I'm saying. Just a little sneak peek. Like this got me kind of conversation. All right. But it's like, yeah, like so what's up with you and her? It's Nothing. Ex, it's ex girlfriend. She's fucking hot too. She was. She's an asshole. But this is like more of the picture I was worried about when I put it up. That was when I was trying to get everybody to see. Yeah, but right. That was the conversation to talk about it. I'm not even in that picture. So no, stupid. people who knew who you were and seen the picture before, though. I know. But no, it's just like that type of shit is funny to me because when you get into a certain space, mm-hmm. like, oh, don't get it. Like, when I got into a show, when I was first featured on the road, the pressure to not bomb there mm-hmm. was bigger than anything like I'm like damn I can, he can get rid of me heartbeat I have nothing oh yeah so there's the whole... no ties to you and the pressure not even just to impress the other comic or do well on the club it's I drove six hours for this I drove six fucking hours took two days off work and I'm sleeping in a super eight I am going to do well at this show like that's the pressure you don't feel when you do the same open mics every single week there's there's literally no pressure to do well there but when you now you have 12 hours of driving two tanks of gas, uh, two days off work, you are monetarily and your time is invested in this and then add in the factor of you're working with a nationally touring headliner and you're at a club. 
It's no like, bullshit. oh, no, 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 I need to fucking do, I have to do well. No like, bullshit. I ain't had a bad set with this motherfucker yet. Me either. Since October. Don't, I've been, oh, that, fuck it. If it wood. happens, it happens. But <laughs> I'm, I'm preparing for it. But but that's the thing is that you have bad sets for so long that hopefully you get to that level oh, where he, you're working with somebody who has cultivated a crowd who, because the guy that I go on the road with is the exact same way. His, They are comedy fans through I got and it. through. Oh, me and Rob talked about this. Hate to name drop him. He'll be on the podcast soon. But. I got over as far as the guy who I work with. Mm-hmm. He's on everything, but he's black as fuck, mm-hmm. which is like, it's like the spirit animals. Dude, <laughs> that's what happens though, is that people who who like you and they see something in you that oftentimes reminds them of them when they're like, the guy that I go on the road with said the same thing. He's like, you know what? I never left the Midwest. I see you grinding your ass off. I like what you he's do. Nice I like too. your style of comedy. Come with me. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Same with, like you said, uh, the comic you just mentioned. It's, somebody will see that in you, which is like, nowadays it's you. It's very, very difficult to be a feature on the road. To just, with nobody taking you with them, to just try to feature clubs is fucking impossible. I did it most of last year, and it's it's really, really hard. Because um, you're at the, you're, you're hoping that this club is now becoming his talent agency, and you're hoping that that, failed restaurant manager is a talent agent now right and it's like dude, or you- even it's just it's just the fact of um scenes are growing enough that they don't need you i'm not going to bring in a feature from six hours away or four hours away or two hours away i'm not going to bring a feature in from two hours away that i have to pay for to get here and put up in a hotel when i have comics right here who can do 20 just fine i mean that makes sense because uh i'm talking to somebody right now a uh, club i have a relationship with already um we're going there too so the club's like, oh, I already booked the got it weekend. So it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Say, what do you mean? It says, we both know it doesn't matter who's right. booked. I'm going to be I'm on coming. the show. Right, 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 right. Like, I get it. It's just, it's just taking it out of the context. You can call me and hear my voice. But right. I'm telling you, I get that. Even if you book someone, they'll be hosting that weekend or they'll just be off the weekend. Like yeah. I've, I've moved so many comics off of lineups being with the headliner that I tell other comics, yo, do what I did. I tell people all the time when they're like, how do you get um, this out of town work? And I'm like, dude, it's strictly because I'm I'm being brought. I'm being brought. Like they're the headliners vouch for me enough to bring me with them. And it's shitty because you'll be at your home club and be like, oh, I was supposed to feature this weekend. I ask. I, I was, don't give a fuck. I was supposed to be, I was supposed to whatever this weekend. And then, um, and then you feel like you got slighted, but I've been on the other side of it now where it's like, well, I understand why they bring someone they trust or someone that they like, you know? Yeah. Like if you meet me, you know, I'm not trying to get my, uh, half hour special. I'm not going to get known from one set. So I'm going to overdo it. I'm going to do my best and then be out the way. I don't right. try to buy my t-shirt after this uh hey i'm great follow me on instagram i do all that not knocking you but also i'm gonna we have a different dynamic yeah so i'm very i'm happy to be here man mm-hmm. I don't, i'm not challenging well i'm happy to be here too but it's also one of those things where i'm like i still need to make money and i still need to get followers out of this but i can challenging if i do certain things if i try to oh, shine it's saying. like i'm a man so man to man it's a challenging thing you have to just oh play i never your position. even thought about that dynamic you just play your position i'm taller too <laughs> I'm taller. I'm younger. Right. I can't. 
<laughs> I gotta just I'm playing my position yeah. I'm here to win you don't win. fuck anything don't oh, bite the man. hand that feeds I'm here to win <laughs> don't like, intimidate the hand that I take, feeds I try to take pictures he gets mad when I try to take pictures I'm like I'll take pictures for you man if you don't get if you don't get in the fucking picture uh, well that's I did that too my first weekend that I went out on the road he was like absolutely not he goes we'll get someone from the club he's like you stand here you shake the hands you're a comic I did I'm like, Columbus. oh my god Columbus he laughed because like it was a long line yeah I'm talking about the fucking mall had the line yeah down, oh yeah and yeah, I'm yeah. taking pictures every day they all like you, you take a picture I'm like yeah man we gotta get out of here right <laughs> like, let's go right now like, if they, nobody else is trying to take I'm trying to get the fuck out of here yeah so I'm like, can we take a picture Dan all right come on selfie Bam, mm-hmm. get every time right 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 I'm like your camera's ready and he like man you know, I fuck with you man it's cool but you don't have to do that please like don't do that anymore well cause then it, it like makes it like is are, they don't view you as a comic anymore sometimes yeah but then like uh, now it's different like he takes his pictures and I pass out my cards at the door so I'm not really in the way yeah. and I ain't selling shit so yeah. I'm just here follow me on social media right and like, if you want it yeah, I'm there. If you man. wanted it here, if not, I don't care. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm very. I'm still that same energy. Yeah, I don't become happier now. It's like yeah. I'm just, I was Mr. Grumpy and complaining. So I'm on stage. I'm smiling more, of course, but still. Hey, y'all! Here you go. Thanks right. for coming out. Yeah, but it's not. It's not the one thing I'll say. Bombing got me there. Cause I was like, we got to wrap this up and bring it back to bombing at some point. Oh, no, of course. <laughs> uh, no, because it, I'm starving. When, when you don't die enough, you don't. You don't. Bombing really is the most important part of, of anybody's career. Yeah, but I you have when, to bomb. You have to bomb. It it's not sucks. until people say they don't bomb. Like I've met oh. those people who like I don't bomb. I said I, yeah, you do. I bombed the other. I the bomb least who, once a week. If the I go people who times. say they don't bomb are the ones who are bombing the hardest. They get off like fucking nailed it, and you're like, what room were you in? Like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah, because I did seven days straight where I was. I thought I was gonna have a break. I came back from Rhode Island, and then we did the crowd work show. So I'm mm-hmm. exhausted, tired, and that, that shit happens. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm, I got one more. So I call uh, Brent. To do their show, I was like, I host your show. I want to do some crowd work. Yeah, he like, sure, really. I'm like, yeah, you host this. I said, nigga, let yeah. me do it or not. Stop fucking acting enamored. Yeah, like, uh, well, we don't really have any money to pay. I said, I don't. I'll do it for beer. Give I me just, two. Yeah, give, give me, me two, two Yinglings. Yeah, and I'm good. Like, shout out to the sponsor, Yingling. Um, and then <laughs> I did the show there. It was fun because I, mm-hmm. I, I added the part of, hey, this is a contest, and mm-hmm. they all suck. Yeah. Oh god. But this contest for five hundred dollars. So, <laughs> pay you know, yeah. there's twelve of us on yeah. the show. Eight won't make it. Four will. You're gonna hear about it at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. So they all did this show. I'm like, well, can I announce the winners or the losers? Because they gave me the list of four names. John, no. So the, he's like, no, 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 just do the winners. I said, but it's more funny if we tell everybody who didn't get it. No, why? They You're all know. so mean. No, but the comics are, is now that's that whole quiet of pain is gone. We addressed it. Yeah. Somebody, any comics that didn't get called, I say your name. Talk to me. I give you some stage time elsewhere, and we'll work it out. Yeah. Because I know it hurts, but. This is part of comedy. Yeah. And I know I lost this contest before too. Yeah. And the guy who That's beat me. I don't me, do him anymore. I said, you know who beat me? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you know where he's at? Home. Right. So trust right. me. Like, don't get me wrong. The 500, you're not going to get that. You have, yeah. yeah you, that's not your lane. Your, your journey won't take you to $500. But you can still do stage right. time. Right. So two comments came at the show. I was like, yo, man, can I do your show? I'm like, come on down Monday. I got you. Mm-hmm. Just to, hey, man, you ain't got nothing else to do. Right, you're not going to be in the contest, so you might as well. So mean. <laughs> no, but it's like, yeah, it's addressed the elephant you have in the room. To bomb. Yeah, it's like, and there was a couple guys that they did some. Well, that's like when you say that people are doing it wrong. I, I think it's because it, people are so afraid of bombing because it hurts. It hurts your soul so bad until you get used to it and understand that it's necessary. You ever came fast after spending a hundred dollars on a date? No. That gives you that bomb hurts more than anything. 
<laughs> I guess I, girl, I know. I've came fast so many times that it just that sting tops everything. It's embarrassing. It's vulnerable. I've had that happen to me. I've had a guy that I went like we didn't hook up until the third date, and then mm-hmm. it was done in three minutes, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like I was pissed. This girl, I've been trying. I was trying to fuck her so many times, like for years through Facebook. Just kept trying. She mm-hmm. finally gave me a shot. We went out once, and then uh, we didn't do anything. She was like, kind of like you could have. We could have did it. She came to the house. I'm like, eh, yeah. okay, I don't know. Yeah. We hook up. She brought pizza. Yeah. Watch a movie. Fuck. I came because I really wanted, and I didn't know she was she was good. Like, yeah. <laughs> piercings, tattoos. I didn't know she yeah. had. Body was it's great. like a great little surprise. Yeah. Man, I'm in there. I'm like, ooh, this ain't going. This ain't going well for me. <laughs> I got in like, ooh, you, ooh, this Do you is know not that quickly? Long. Like when you get in, and you're like, shit. Like this is Sometimes, gonna be. Sometimes, yeah, because yeah. like I'll feel it. It'll be way more than I expected. Like if it gets going uh-huh. while we're doing it, I'm like, cool. But when I get in, and I'm like, this is already like this. Yeah. Fuck. Right. <laughs> that's funny. So I finished, and then she was like, so that's. I'm like, uh-huh. I said, I mean, I've been yeah. the woman in that situation. I said, give me a minute. I fell asleep. John! I tried to say, give me a minute. Have you ready? Give, give, give me uh, 10 minutes. Give me a couple minutes. I'll be, I uh, gave that guy a couple more chances. We hung out like three more times after that. Mm, and I it got, got better, but it was just one of those things where it was still like, and even before he was like, I'm just so turned on. Like, I, I don't know how else to, like, I know that doesn't make it feel better to you. Mm. He's like, but I'm so into you that this is what happened. Like, I, I, I'm sorry, but I don't. I don't. I can't promise you it won't happen again. Yeah, it's like, I'm sorry you came with that wonderful vagina and it made me finish <laughs> faster and I ain't got time to just be in there for 45 minutes. Oh, well. Right. But no, she, the bad part was, so she left like four or five in the morning. I woke up at like seven. She's gone. I go downstairs. That's got a sting. The pizza was gone. Oh, too. yeah. She's, I'm taking my leftovers. I was you so fucking mad. kidding me? She left me a slice in the, fr- uh, That's in the microwave. Hilarious. I text her. I said, damn, you left. Uh, you ain't say bye. She said, you seem peaceful sleeping. I said, oh, so you come back? Probably not. I love this girl. Then I love this like, girl uh, so much. I feel like I feel like this is. Oh, we had an Aziz. This is right when the, the Aziz shit happened. So I'm like, let me talk to this a little bit longer because I don't need no bad. Right. She said, "Well, I'm tired of men mm-hmm. just using me for sex." I said, "I didn't use you for sex. I get the pressure and the pain of you gave me your body and it didn't work out. Yeah, but don't make that. I'm not your oppressor. Yeah, like I didn't use you for this. Like I'm not trying to validate. It. I'm just saying that I finish fast. Yeah, that was fast for me which means my regular is a little bit longer a little bit so let's not crucify <laughs> so me so you're this. saying that the pain of that kind of a life bomb is worse than anything you no can do type, on yeah, stage that's more uncomfortable a woman being uh, unsatisfied not just that being upset mm-hmm. with dealing with me or being disappointed in a very private situation is more pressure to deal with than 500 people not laughing at my joke right that's true so one woman in front of me in an intimate setting and it going left Mm-hmm. I'd rather deal with that and work that out with her and deal with that. That's a real pressure. You got to yeah. acknowledge. Then I we fucked like, fuck up. these people. Yeah. So these people is like, yeah, you think I care? I've had a, I've had a crush on a woman for almost two years. Mm-hmm. She finally gave me a chance and I really disappointed her. You just met me and don't like something I said. Yeah. I'll be fine. <laughs> I guess when you put it that way, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, like, so then why aren't men more okay with bombing? Ego. Like I've had, but you think I've had, I've been crossed over. In a game with a girl, like my kids crossed me up when I was coaching girls. Uh-huh. Girl hit me with a cross over to the left, then behind her back, and it came back. And I, I felt so bad. I said, oh, shit. <laughs> in a high school gym. And all, a 17 year old girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they couldn't cuss, but they, now, they, oh, shit was now a thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was like, fuck, I can't even stop them because it's good. That was yeah, a good, that was a good thing. Funny. I'm part of, I'm part of the culture. Right. <laughs> but, oh, oh, shit. I just fell. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, oh, shit. Everybody was like, oh, shit. They always joke about it. I'm like, yeah. I'm not mad. That, that embarrassment. 
that's fine. I've lost money off dumb shit. Yeah. That hurts. Bombing to me is just a part. Like as long as I don't do it again, like whatever I did, if when I at improv, yeah, improv, I start my sets too fast. I just mm-hmm. go into jokes, yeah. not talking to people because you see yeah, things like happen. Comfortable, kind of. And you wonder why if somebody might say, "Where are my ladies at?" And you're like, "That's corny and stupid." To comics who mm-hmm. don't come from that world, mm-hmm. but when you're from that world, warm them up. It's a party. It's a good time. Well, and when I say that to people who are like, oh, I, they, they don't know how to host yet. I'm like, it, that's part of hosting duties. You can pick up a lot of really bad habits hosting the, that they're not necessarily bad habits while you're a host. Um, but if you take them into other parts of once you're featuring and headlining, they're really bad habits to have in those sets. But when you're like, hey, we got John Bruton in the back. Let's give it up for him. You're just getting them on the same page. Like, hey, this is how you act like a crowd. Mm-hmm. See, I'm going to say something. You're all going to respond together. And then we're going to move on to the next thing. Like you're teaching them. That's why you say those things. And like you said, as a host, like, where are my ladies at? Just because they're kind of still ordering drinks and there's like, oh, I'm a lady. And then now it's they're paying party. attention. It's a party vibe right. too. For a black room, it's more of a party vibe. So yeah, you heard, it's an event. Yeah, you going heard Fat out. Man Scoop screaming these demands on song records for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're like, well, let me just do a little call. And, call and response? Yeah. And get done with it. And just, did I do my jokes about how life is something like this? Right. But if I go up there... Yeah, man, I'm blankety blank, 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 blank. They're like, yo, I don't, I don't care. Right. Like, you didn't even bring me in yet. Yeah. So that's where you learn different things. Like, I know when I work, when I MC now, I just look like I'm working for the club. Yes, and I'm that's the other thing. Your job club. as an MC is is not always to be funny. Your job no. is to get the crowd in, involved, quiet, paying attention. If you're funny, it's a bonus when you're an MC and doing the announcements. My favorite that's your line job is, as a host. My favorite line is, um, there's way more funnier people coming up after me. Yeah. That way we all, if I was funny to you, trust me, this shit you're going to hear. Right, right, right. It's never about my ego. Now, if I'm mm-hmm. featuring, I'm not bringing up shit. Yeah, right. If the fucking host kills, I don't care. Yeah. If he bombs, I don't care. Doesn't matter. It doesn't affect your set. No. Yeah. I change the energy. I right. stop all that shit. I go on stage with my fucking old ass song. Right. I go, I come up to uh, Curtis Mayfield, move on up. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't do that hip hop shit. I come up to Lizzo. Oh, I don't want none of that. I want you to be like, I want to well, man, dun, great dun, dun, till they gotta no. be great. I'm doing a talk show shit. Dun, no, I come dun, up to dun, um, dun, Juice dun, is actually what I come up to. I come up to Juice at 45 seconds because that's right that's when funny. it's like three beats and then yeah. she goes, heard you say I'm not the baddest bitch you lying. And then by that time I On get stage. to the I get to the um, mic. So it's just like, yeah, I am the baddest. Fuck you. <laughs> like, it just it pumps Lil me Wayne. up. Lil Wayne, uh, Uproar, nine okay. seconds. The yeah. beat drops. And yeah. it's, old, it's old Diddy beat. It's old... Uh, Special delivery beat they remade, but it's a beat's really party. Like I'm like, the first couple of years I came out to Alicia Keys, this girl's on fire. That's funny. I like that one a lot. I'll still pull that one out every now and then. I would come out to Jesus, uh, okay. Kanye songs. Yeah. Uh, I just came out to uh, New Slaves before. Well, and when people talk about like, yes, it's like walk up music. It doesn't need to be trendy or whatever. That's for you. Like a song that legitimately pumps you up changes your whole set. Like when I hear, I'm just like, fuck yeah, dude. Like this is exactly what I need. Yeah. That's why I like the Curtis Mayfield shit. It's very just. It's very standard. Com, it's just very oh, yeah. late night show Carson level. I'm like, I never be on Carson, so yeah. I'd like to come out to that little just a couple beats, yeah, or the horns, and I don't and move on up. Like, that's I was for me. doing that's, a, my, that's my personality. I was doing a club, and I got real chummy with the manager, and um, I talked about um, growing up poor and all this stuff. And at one point, I had a line where I was like, uh, "Raise your hand if you've ever cried while rapping M in a uh, two tone Kia." And then the manager comes up to me the next night. He's like, "Do you still want to do Juice?" And I was like, "You know what? Bring me up to whatever song you want to bring me up to." He's like, "Really?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he brought me up to um, "Lose." 
lose yourself by Eminem. And I laughed so fucking hard because it was an inside joke between he and I. But you couldn't tell everybody. But then, yeah, but then the crowd, once they got on board with it. Yeah, my fault. I got a poker game too. Yeah, we got to go. It was my first it's weekend home. We've been here for two it's, fucking hours. I know. My first weekend home, I fucked around and said yes to a fucking poker game with Milton. Oh, nice. I'm like, nigga, you do understand. I'm going to try to beat everybody because I'm right. going to Vegas uh, 18th to the 20th for my boy. Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. Bullshit. Okay, so right. bombing yes. is important. You have to do it. Do it more often and embrace it. Yes. Listen to your sets. <laughs> <laughs> trying to recap what we just talked about over the other two hours. <laughs> yeah, no. And then, and then like, like I said, that Kevin Hart audition bomb was probably the worst bomb I've had ever. Because I, I couldn't get myself out of it. You know what I loved though? I, remember- I knew that I was doing everything wrong. That I was an aware enough comic. I think that's what makes it worse is when you know you're doing poorly <laughs> and then you just like fall back on these habits. We're like, what the fuck are you mm-hmm. doing? In my own head, I'm like, stop talking. Get off the stage right now. Stop. And I couldn't. I just kept. I remember I saw you again. You called me like, yeah, I need to get back into black rooms. So I did. Like, I was like, dude, I need to start doing the grog again and because this is fucking Nate horrible. Craig to the grog that, that same next time I saw you, you brought Nate Craig with you. And he was like, yeah, this is different. Because we went, we were at Hilarities. Mm-hmm. And, and it was a hard, and that crowd was the right one to have because they were giving you some shit a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I remember when you went to New York, you came back, you had your speed changed up again. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you have to. Like, you I, need to get humbled, man. You have to be humbled. I, and I bombing, cut my teeth in Cincinnati. Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, I cut my teeth. That's so fucking good. That scene is unbelievable. Saying fuck Cleveland. Like Cleveland, I'm saying fuck Cleveland. Like, I don't really work out here anymore. Like I, used to, I used to go to Kent to work out to Stone. Because yeah. I would go to Stone, I could do 20 minutes. They're not going to ask me questions. I right. could do there just fuck around. Having fun, yeah. learning the jokes. Grog shop. None of the comics that fuck with me are there. Like yeah. none, of the, none of you guys are there. So it's just new comics. Yeah. I'm holding court 20 minutes. So let's have more fun. Yeah. So I'm getting all this speed up. And I'm like, I remember when everybody, so I see somebody change. I'm like, okay, where did you go? Because I know Where'd I Where'd you just somewhere. get back from? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, Mary went to New York. She got her fast. She cut the fat. She cut the, the happy, hokey shit of like, like me. Yeah. Now it's, I'm a comedian. Right. I'm like, yeah, I went to Chicago, did the same thing. Because you get three minute sets and you got to go in between Joe List and Sam Morrell. And I'm like, what the well, fuck? Like, what am that. I supposed to do with this? I like, had my you know? was a Harlem shitty show. Yeah. With, but the, I did in Atlanta too. The Cass Atlanta Cafe. Atlanta me up real quick. Cass Cafe, Carlos Miller's room. Carlos Miller's DNA. That's mm-hmm. where I learned the DNA of a show. Whoever the host is, that's what the fuck you got to deal with. Right. So my show is hard to deal with because they got me. Yeah. So you got to be funnier than me. Right. Or in more likable. In my They're show. They're here for me. Yeah. Yeah. At my show. So it's like, it's not like being funnier at joke for joke. It's like, I got to be funny to these people who know John so they can speak shorthand. I can speak shorthand to people while you got to be the introduction guy. Right. So it's like that telling comics, hey man, don't think that they know you. Right. Don't think they know me either. Right. Just go up there and try to be a comedian. Right. And if you yeah. go up there and be a comic, it's not gonna work. But bombing is bombing's important. Yes. If you take you it as a failure, it. you're never gonna be better. But you if you take it as it. it hurts, it hurts. It hurts, it hurts, it hurts, it stings, it's a bruise to your ego. But I like you said, I bounce back when I really bomb. My first three or four days, my first three or four shows in New York sucked. They I didn't get a laugh. It was really, really rough. And um I came out. And I was like, I got to do something, man, because either that or you're going to quit. You just keep bombing and not learning from it. It's like, well, why did you bomb? That's when listening back to your set comes in. You're like, oh, I didn't say anything for my first two minutes. I didn't even get into a joke when I only had four minutes and I didn't say anything until two minutes in. Yeah, you fucking bombed, you know? So that's why bombing is important. Learning from it. Listening to your sets is crucial, you know? I'm glad we had the two hours to get to that part. I know. I was like, we got to ride. Oh, if you want it, so you got to hear it. The only reason they even getting us to do this is it's a fucking Friday, Saturday night and it's nine o'clock and people got shit to do. Right. I got to play poker. You got to get dick. So I'm not getting dick. I'm going to get food. 
Okay, whatever. Love you. Love you too. <laughs> bye. I said bye like we're hanging up the phone. This episode of Friday Late Show was produced and edited by Jeremy Demery of Golden Ox Studios.